Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. We've entered the early stages of an industrial age that has begun taming the wilderness across the world. And while progress brings solutions, it also brings new and more complex problems, and tends to pick at old wounds left unhealed. The first trains have begun to run in the north along with airships, but the long-ignored issues of stolen land, pollution, and deforestation have begun to fester, to name only a few. But our focus and our second story is on one small group of new allies and their own struggles and battles against a changing, dangerous world. Our particular window in time falls 500 years after the Calamity and the Great Shattering of Harris. With any luck, this story will resonate across time like the last. Christmas Fortune Mayor, a dodgy charlatan formerly of the Jade Street Crows Gang, but he doesn't remember that part of his life. With a five-year memory gap and having only recently rediscovered friends he'd forgotten, Christmas is suddenly on a dangerous path left by his former self. Thankfully, he's a master of charm, theatrics, and disguise, and when those don't work, he has found family that, whether he remembers them or not, will fight to the last beside him. Magda Renly, a professional mercenary and member of the revered title clan of Monster Hunters. With a wasting curse weighing on her shoulders that can't be dismissed by normal means, Magda has been left to search for an unconventional cure. Now, she's found herself with a group of allies she didn't ask for, and friends whose love she doesn't understand. Years of dealing with regret, ill health, and distrust have left her slow to ask for help. Noah Barago, a cheery alchemist from Reese's Ridge and son of a well-known engineer and apothecarist. Noah's upbringing was colorful, to say the least, leading to his expertise in potions and mechanical contraptions. He's out in the world to find new ideas and support the family business. But now, he's stumbled into a pile of issues that most rich kids from the suburbs just don't deal with. But in his own words, usually with a gun and a grin leveled at the current problem, don't you worry there, guy, everything's gonna be hunky-dory. Thustrak Wildborn, a wandering warrior from the Nathar clan and student of the runic battle traditions of the giant kin. Raised by folk who believed in the survival of the fittest, but refused to adapt to the modern world, Thustrak left the clan to seek outside knowledge to hopefully bring home one day. He is set on helping his people survive, even if they are stuck in their old ways and don't realize how badly they need his insight. It's funny because every single time I say, hey, guys, it's it's time to start playing. You should all shut the fuck up. Everyone is like, oh, I'm going to burp and fart and make funny jokes and shit. But anyway, we're fucking live. So, yeah. What uh, room do you have to complain messing with my intros all the time? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. I'm your dungeon master, Taylor Wallace. And joining me, I have Astrid Knight. Uh, <laughs> I've got Blake Wolf. Oh, Okay, I've got Zach Gale. Hi there. And I'm tempted to say that's it again, but I also have Zach Coop. What did I do except run yes, this whole fucking exists. thing? Anyway, oh go ahead. Whatever. Jesus. Hi, everyone. 
Nobody appreciates me. Nobody appreciates me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, last time, campaign two, episode 36, Those Most Beloved. Uh, You guys almost got into an all-out fight with Mr. Tristan Kepler. Uh, but after Fushrock got part of his face shot off, uh, and Tristan almost got a hammer in his chest, uh, Christmas managed to talk him into explaining what was going on. Uh, you guys had learned that Nathan Kepler is dead, and, uh, Tristan took you to the Quarryside Foundry to show you that he had been crucified against a wall with railroad spikes, his throat torn out, his ears clipped, and other fun shit. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, you guys also informed, uh, in return, informed Tristan about some stuff you learned about the ripcords and uh, Kit's involvement with them. Uh, a figure named Drogan came up, an apparent Fomorian officer of some kind. Uh, and it turns out that Tristan knew who that was, and in fact worked with him, and knew he was the same guy that killed Amelia Dine. So that was fun. Walter got a good, uh, good punch on him. Uh, after Tristan took Nathan's body away, uh, Tane took you guys to go get Christine. Uh, she flung a knife at him and then tried to break his foot. Uh, but you guys got her out, updated her on uh, everything you could, uh, got Kenneth to come fetch her to take her to Chips. Uh, also updated her on some stuff that you've learned. Uh, you guys discussed ongoing theories about the Obsidian Collective Mold, the Almadam Kit, why Tejar and the Abandoned Kretz were in Constanos. And uh, the idea came up that the Mole may be a walker created by the Cult of the Eternal. Um, and uh, Kenna now has a brand new reason not to trust Marceline now that you guys have told her that she used to be a crow. Uh, by the end of your conversation with her, uh, she sent Christine off and uh, Kenna went on to uh, the ward Durham Andros to wait for you guys. She'll be in a tavern. Uh, you guys said that you wanted to have a moment to plan and discuss amongst yourselves. You talked about potentially visiting the more Nyala estate uh, and then you would rejoin Kenna to head to the Realm Gate to finally go after Lorcan. And find out what's happening in the Feywild with the Fomorians and all that shit, too. That's what I got. Uh, so, currently, <clears throat> you guys are at the Veneer Estate in Lyrius, Constanos. Uh, it is DF first of 502. Uh, it is the spring equinox today. Uh, and uh, you guys just sent off Kenna and Christine. What would you like to do? Don't all talk at once. Well, it sounds like we want to strategize and potentially go to the estate. I thought we were at the estate. You are. Yeah. You're at the Veneer estate. Yeah. Yeah. We'd want to go to the to the more Nyala state. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Keladir and the Bandoncrats. 
potentially. Ah, yes. Do we want to see the ending credits? Mm. I know Christmas doesn't. <laughs> Do you think they have a younger son named Crash? Crash, Ben, and Crash. <laughs> They do now. <laughs> they do now. Yeah. <laughs> His uh, name is Crashwell because it needs to uh, be fancy. Crashwell. Crashwell. Wow. Crash a million. Ah, Crash a million, man, and crap. Yes. <laughs> Oh it was God. something that you guys uh, mentioned you wanted to do, go to the Moor Nile Estate, but it wasn't laid in stone. I'm just recapping the shit you guys suggested. Well, and we thought about going there because Keladir might be able to help us get in touch with Karth. Yeah. I also think <laughs> one of you suggested the idea that maybe the Bandoncrets were there to try to revive Christmas because they think he's dead. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. But then why would... Because She gets sued on every new year, too. Ooh. But also, Keladir has Ooh. to vet, like, who she resurrects. Like, she does it as, like, a, this person is very important. So I don't think... No offense, so Christmas, but I don't think Christmas is, like, that important, so... Offense taken. Yeah. Uh, unless know, the Bannoncrets are like helping out with something <laughs> or like donating a lot of money, and that's you guys why... do know that they, they were... are helping the AMC. They're to help yeah. the AMC, yeah. yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, oh, you scratch our back, well, I'll scratch yours, kind of deal. I don't know. Oh yeah, I one hundred percent believe that the collective can be bought. It's oh, just I've not always too. in money. Yeah. Sometimes it's in horses. 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 Um, you bring my son back, I give you many horse. <laughs> so many horse. Many That's great it. horse. <laughs> this one has wide birthing hips. <laughs> <laughs> so you get this even more horse. Peakly muscled. This one comes in with. This one comes with built-in 5G. <laughs> Ooh. And this one has stereo surround for good. Oh, but this one has the iPad navigation. This one has, and this one has cup holder. <laughs> just a cup holder. That's all it has. This one it's is baby. Those two has GPS and cup holder. Oh, it's a standard model. All right, this isn't getting <clears throat> okay. us anywhere. Uh, so yeah, are we gonna go meet Christmas's parents then? Uh, well, I would really like not to. I know I've said that already, and I will stress it again that these are people I don't want to get involved in my dealings with Tristan it and Sav. It sounds like they're already involved. Uh, with what's happening with the AMC and Frosthold, yes. Uh, uh, question. Mm-hmm. Would we know, like, if Keladir tries to bring somebody back to life and they're not dead, is that it? Like, is she used up? Um, the spell is used. Hmm. Mm. Here, here's my other thing too is like Keladir's no slouch I mean y- you wouldn't show up and just be like we think that he's dead bring him back I'm sure they have ways of using divination and whatnot to, to locate someone if they're not sure if they're you know dead or alive first and I've been floating around at Lyran for 
five years now. Yeah, it's it's impossible to not Green. say it that way in his accent, so I'm just Green. rolling with it now. Yeah, I'm just so much. Yep, just leaning into it. By the way, um, at the same time, uh, Walter sort of like raises a hand to get attention. Um, he says, "Point of order on that subject. Uh, I believe you wanted to know how." I knew they were your parents. Yes, please. Uh, well, <laughs> it was sort of an accident. Uh, I was aware that the abandoned credits were going to be there. I didn't know who they were to you. Uh, I heard some people around the party gossiping uh, about how uh, the abandoned credits haven't really been seen in public since their son disappeared and not making a connection I was curious uh, I went up and uh, sort of slipped into the social circle that they were in and uh, I heard them talking to someone about this lost son and I realized that from what I know of you timelines match up rather well uh, and then when I saw your father's face you look far too much like him. Yeah, the fourth Reginald, but the first one to be a ginger. Unfortunately, I did get the rest of his features, though. So, uh, realizing that I broke away from them as soon as possible, with the worry that Sov was going to look through my eyes and see them, if he doesn't already know, so I apologize if I gave you a scare. All right, well, I guess everyone's looking at me, so I should probably make the decision here as to what we're going to do. Um, we could also split up. I mean, That's a, yeah, that really only worked in that one book by that one dude. What, with all the, what, what do we hope to gain? With all by the halflings to... and the, the magic oh. ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I read that one. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are we hoping to gain king by talking to them? The king of the hoops. I ain't worried about the bandit crats. I kind of agree with Chris. The further that they are from this whole crock <clears throat> of shit that we're in, the better. But. Keladir is kind of what I'm more worried about. We want to get Lorcan back. We know Karth has done it before. Perhaps Keladir can get us in touch and help make it happen again. Alright, fine. Also... We'll go. Give well, me the fucking cloak. There is also <laughs> the option of Callum. If we don't, if you really don't want to get Keladia involved, or you don't want your parents to know about what's going on, we can try him. I mean, we need both. Callum can help yeah. us get Lorcan, but then what do we do once we have him? That's true. Yeah. Um, really I will put on the uh, Cloak of the Hermit. Mm -hmm. It's called the Shroud of the Hermit. The Shroud right? of the Hermit. God damn it. Uh, and I will, uh, yeah. 
The shrouded the cloak. cloak of the current. What what happens when I activate it? Oh, guys. Do you want me to just roll a random generator? Ah. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll a d100. Yeah. <laughs> the shroud of the current. The Shroud of the Kermit is you um, roll a d100 and you get a random Muppet that you yeah. are. I like that. Oh god, okay, that's I better though. <laughs> I hope it's the Frankenstein Eagle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's my favorite. 72. Okay. Uh, yeah, you don't get to choose your your uh, appearance. I'm just gonna... No, that was my thing. I was, uh, I was like, I can just pull up like a random character generator. Oh, I already did. You uh, did. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you guys will see as he pulls this ragged shroud around his shoulders, uh, his entire appearance and any items on him that you can see uh, all shift to something similarly ragged. Uh, everything on him that was magical looks mundane and kind of rusty. Uh, all of his clothes are a little iffy. Uh, and he takes on the form of a tall, rather gray-skinned woman. Uh, the description here says, With narrow lips, large ears, a lean face, and deep triangular brown eyes. She has curly brown hair and... Uh, yep, that's it. Can someone Who explain to me what a triangular eye is? <laughs> triangular, like, wider... Like anime edges, characterized? Like, well, <laughs> no. Uh, Those are parallelogram like, eyes, thank you. They would be <laughs> eyes that have, like, a large, like, like dip on the outside and then narrow as they come in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, not almond-shaped. Kind of the opposite <clears throat> of almond. She's... They're just triangles. They're perfect. It's Jesse triangles. and James from yep. Pokemon. Yeah. Jack o' lantern uh, eyes. Got it. Yeah, Jack o' lantern eyes. Anyway. <laughs> and then just like without without even like changing a single way about how he talks. Just uh well okay. we'll uh I guess I'll figure out the voice for this as we go along, but uh yeah, I guess we should should go see. Yeah. I mean your voice isn't like your normal voice anyway. You could just No, he has a very posh accent. Yeah. He could just be like you know, a rootin' tootin' hot lady. With mm. a smoker's voice. Yeah. Or I could just sound like you talk all the time. Well that's not a very good accent. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. Uh, (laughs) There you go. Sound like this. Y'all got to talk with your mouth real wide. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe I'll take on the new accent while we go meet your parents then. I'll be like, oh, hey there. How you reckon? I didn't change anything. <laughs> look around at the rest it's of the like group, listening. just like, am I going it's like, crazy? It's like listening to Leo be Caleb who can't do accents. Like, <laughs> is just second-hand embarrassed way. after hearing that. Howdy, partners. <laughs> My name's... It's high noon. Yeah, it's high noon. Oh, my, 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 
this, but you're not good at that. <laughs> I want to do I, a I'm better than him for my next character. <laughs> Can we please just do like toddlers and tiaras and be like, my name's Jim Louise and my favorite thing to eat is hot dogs and Mountain Dew. <laughs> I especially like it when my mama puts little hot dog pieces up in the macaroni. It's real nice. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. That'll oh, be my dogs next character. Mac. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are you guys um, doing? Uh, we're going. We're going. Where? We're leaving. To the the Bandoncrets, the the Keladir. Okay, so literally down the street. Yeah, uh, yep. we're going. Yeah, yeah, just Kells. down the street. So, uh, with uh, Christmas in disguise and Sala invisible because she's just real freaked out by everything that's been happening lately. Uh, you guys make your way uh, you know down the street. Make it a point. Uh, head down the street uh, in Lyrius to the uh, same estate that Magda tried to get into and failed miserably because she said she knew the people with no proof. Uh, you guys find uh, the smallest estate in this area, the Mornile estate, which has a sort of gothic style uh, small not even manor, just like big house. Uh, it has lace and spiders. What? Said so it's covered in lace and spiders. <laughs> lace and spiders and gargoyles. Um, uh, it is surrounded by a wrought iron fence uh, with these sort of like spear tops, uh, and has a large uh, front gate that you see there are Lila Ritter. Uh, guarding and some patrolling within the grounds. Most of the grounds are taken up by this extensive uh, garden, mostly flowers, but some like food and like a tiny orchard. Um, and there is a fairly large pond that you guys get a glimpse of that's in like the back corner of the estate grounds. Uh, but the main house is very um, like like a like a nice version of the Adams family house, but small. Um, not that the Adams family house isn't fucking amazing, but uh, that that vibe. Um, and as you guys get up to the gate, uh, one of the Lila Ritter who's standing there is the same dude Magda saw uh, the previous night. Uh, it looks like he's like getting to the end of his shift. Uh, and uh, he's just sort of hanging out by the gate, and he looks up and sees you, and he's like, "Oh, great! All right, what's all this now? Go get I fucking Caladir!" I hand him my letter for, that I have from Caladir. Which letter is this? Uh, so I got a letter from Caladir um, regarding the Phoenix uh, ah, yes. tattoo, um, and you know, basic like it gave me information on it. But mm -hmm. I, I believe it also included on it, like, you know, if if you believe I can be of any other help on this, like, let me know, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hand him that because it's going to have her signature or seal or both on it to prove that we know her. Very good. Uh, go ahead and make me a persuasion check with advantage. We also Ooh. 
We so do. What? Walter. Yes, you do. You yeah. have a Walter. Yeah, we 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 have a Walter. Um, so <clears throat> that is going to be a seventeen. Okay. Um. Uh, he takes the letter and flips it open and doesn't really read it. Just kind of glances down at the bottom. He's like, "Okay." What's your name? Foostruck Wildborn. And he hands the letter back to you. He says, wait right here. One second. And uh, he turns away from the gate and heads toward the house. Didn't ask um, my name last night, but all right, fine. Uh, the well, other, you didn't have the letter. <laughs> the other Lila Ritter that's standing there in this, like, dark purple uniform and uh, armor with, like, a halberd at his side, he's kind of kind of looking at you guys, just sort of studying each one of you through, like, the slits in his helmet. Just kind of eyes narrowed. I'm just staring at Ash right now. <laughs> Take a picture. It'll last longer. Pictures don't, don't exist like that. Draw a picture. Uh, portrait. Yeah. <laughs> Draw a portrait. Um, have a portrait commissioned. But after after a solid minute of this man just kind of staring at you guys, uh, you see the front doors of the manor open up, and you see Caladir herself come sort of sweeping out in these long, uh, sort of simple gray robes that are over an equally simple dark dress. Um, and she comes along, escorted by the the first Lila Ritter that she talked to. Uh, her long black hair all kind of pushed to one side. Uh, and she opens up the gate for you guys and looks over you all and says, uh, I wasn't expecting you all. Uh, is there something wrong? We might need to ask... Um a favor, if that would be okay. That would depend on the favor. Well, you you know kind of what we've been up to. Um, one of our people uh, ended up being taken, and someone you may know helped save him before, and we were wondering if you might be able to put us in touch. Um, she she sort of stares at you for a second, brows furrowed, and then you see the moment where it clicks, where she's like, oh shit, I remember what you're talking about. She says, oh, um, yes, uh, follow me, and she looks at the two guards, she says, gentlemen, please, um, hold any other surprise visitors, and she sort of ushers you all through the gate, um, and closes it, uh, behind you guys, and she, she doesn't rush, but she, like, fast walks back toward the door, uh, realizing that this is something important. Uh, if you follow her, she will lead you into a very nicely decorated foyer uh, with, uh, you know, you'll notice right off the bat, entering the foyer and the main hall that there's just paintings all over the place, like more than most people would hang up like there's layers of paintings going on um and as you step in you can see that 
there's a wide variety of subjects in these paintings, but most of them seem to be the same artist, uh, just by just by the style. Uh, and they're like different landscapes, landmarks from basically around the world. Uh, and she she leads you in uh, where you see in this main hall, uh, you spot Lady Roan, who is in just like a simple dark tunic, trousers, uh, walking along, uh, going up to a uh, like a side table that has a vase on it. And she's like putting fresh flowers into the vase. Um, and she looks up and sort of clocks you all and Caladir waves her aside and she takes you to a side uh, like parlor that's not too far from the entrance that again, more paintings. Uh, all the furniture is done up in like dark sort of cool shades of velvet. Um, and you see this entire room is wherever there's not a painting, there's books. It's just it's almost overdone. It's it's not quite clutter because it's all organized and everything, but there's almost too much stuff. Um, and she she brings you all in and has you all sit down. Uh, and you see Roan sort of peek in and she says, um, should I bring drinks, refreshments? Is anyone hungry? Um... I, I believe that I am fine. Thank you, though. Okay, tea it is. And she takes yeah. off. Um, but <laughs> and Kel cake, here... if you got it. <laughs> and you hear a call from down the hall, and cake, got it. Um, <laughs> always cake. Always mm -hmm. cake. Tea, cakes and tea, though, are actually a thing. So that's, that's all. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Caladir settles cakes. into this fairly tall backed armchair she herself is pretty tall anyway uh but she sits down and looks over all of you and uh uh looking at christmas who's disguised she kind of furrows her brows she's like um and who is this um my name is deulara trisulai it's very nice to meet you I'm not going to remember that, but all right. I'll send it uh, to you. Oh, God. Um, Delora Trees Alive. Delora? Let me send it to you, and then you'll be able to okay. see it. <laughs> it's like DeLorean. But That's Delora. what it is. It's, yep. Dolores. It's, it's DeLorean Tristan Kepler. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Delora. Okay. Um, all righty. Um, but uh, Keladir nods and she says, well, um, welcome, dear. Uh, and she looks over the rest of you and she says, she's in on all of this? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's your missions and whatnot, so if you trust her, I will. Um, the group needed a few different people to help them. Uh, your assistance, but also someone who is a bit of an expert in the Feywild, so I was consulted. I see. Uh, and I take it your other allies are around somewhere? Yes, yeah, they're, they're close, but had other business to take care of. Right. And they're just well, fucking around. 
I did hear some. I did. I was thinking of reaching out to you, or rather, Roan was thinking about it because of some interesting developments early this morning or last night. Uh, I know you all were at the gala, at least the dinner, I believe Roan saw you all there. Did you hear about what happened? What? Obviously not. What happened? It, it seemed... <laughs> I didn't know the, if they I'll were referring you, to... I'll give you advantage I, because Fustrak is agreeing with you. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, it, I mean, it was a quiet night, except for my dad and I talking. Because uh, I'm not lying there. <laughs> no, but... Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Um... Caladir nods and she says, well, uh, Mr. Dine, and she looks over at Walter, I don't know if Lord Arthur Dine speaks to you much, but uh, early this morning it was discovered that someone had broken into uh, Lord Dine's uh, vault in his basement and killed hmm. the guardian down there, oh. which I understand is no mean feat. But uh, the entire manor has been locked down. Uh, guests uh, have been... They're starting to interview what guests still remain, uh, trying to figure out what happened. But that's... It seems like nothing too... Well, at least he's not telling us if anything too crazy happened beyond that, but it's suspicious, and mm. I wouldn't be surprised if it were the work of the crows, considering how uh, how they dispatched that creature. But just something to be aware of. Mm. Yeah, we'll definitely mm. keep that in mind. But about your... About your friend, Lorcan. What, what, what are you all doing? You're planning to head for the Feywild. That certainly appear in that way. Kind of why we're here. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the ability to contact the Reaper, Karth. Yes. Sometimes. Well, it appears to be that Karth was the reason we ran into the actual Lorcan in the first place. Yes, I recall you dropped him in your lap. Yes. So, we were wondering if maybe Karth would be able to help us again to retrieve Lorcan. Well, considering it's an issue with Sov, I imagine I could get his attention, but I don't know how soon. Uh, I'm sure you're all well aware. There's a lot of problems happening everywhere. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, she glances like up at the wall where there's a clock. Uh, she says, I am supposed to be in uh, Frosthold in about 15 minutes. But uh, 
The Reapers especially have been rather preoccupied with some of Sob's uh, messing with things. He's, uh, we already knew that he could, but it seems like some souls aren't going where they're supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Like... As in they are unaccounted for. That's concerning. Yes. I mean, is uh, that didn't... something that Karth takes care of, or isn't that Fearin's job to kind of ferry them? They all work in tandem. Essentially, essentially the way things work is Ursan oversees all of it and sort of runs things beyond the Demiweir. Within the Demiweir, Fearin is the ferrier of souls. When a soul does not come when it's supposed to or is lost, the Reapers go out in an attempt to retrieve it. And if they fail, then we know there's some greater issue happening, and that's what's happening now. Um, Magda... Didn't Sav say something to you about, um, like, souls belonging to him if people have made deals with him? Yep. Uh, I was about to say, I think I might know something about that. Uh, yeah, if... If there's some sort of deal made between Sav and someone, usually they're not going where they're supposed to go. I don't know where they're going. I don't know if Sav has his own little plane or pocket. He does, yes. So that could be something. So the question then is how is he... How is he circumventing Firin? Unless he has someone gathering these souls directly for him. I don't you're think that's a one of the, easy. What? You're saying one of the Reapers could be on his side then? I wouldn't accuse them of that, especially considering the immense deep hatred between the Horsemen of Urskar and the Horsemen of the Dissolution. They're literally each other's opposites. But... How else would that work? I don't know. It's things like this, when they do happen, it's never the same answer twice. But there's also a million other things going on that honestly and unfortunately take more precedence than a few missing souls. Can I ask what are your what you're going to Frosthold to deal with? I'm joining in with uh, some hopefully some negotiations uh, with the Glacier Watch Rebels. Uh, we are hoping that we can end this with a, a ceasefire rather than one side beating the other into the ground. But it is shaky. Is that part? I don't mean to 
pry or anything like that, but uh, I intended to come last night to talk to you, uh, but uh, somebody uh, in Delilah Ritter was being a bit of a twat. Uh, no offense. I and, uh, forgive let me them. In. They're very protective of me. I guess they're doing their job or whatever, but uh, you had some guests that are staying here. Are they... They seemed pretty well-to-do. Uh, yes, the Mandemocrats. Is What exactly are they doing? Uh, well, they're helping us. Being that mounts and whatnot are rather difficult and costly to transport long distances, uh, they're helping us make some deals, uh, move some mounts, but especially dealing with ranches down in Frosthold and in the Southern Hemisphere that are closer. Uh, businesses that they can in turn trade with, have credit with, and so on and so forth. They're essentially uh, sort of acting as brokers to help the AMC. Gotcha. Uh, that wouldn't be part of the reason why you are leaving in 15 minutes or so is to take them there? Yes, it is. Oh, wonderful. Well, we shouldn't uh, take up too much of your or their time, so uh, I believe the important thing we came here for was just how to get in touch with Karth. Uh, I will, as soon as I have a spare moment for reaching out and rituals and that sort of thing, I will do what I can to get his attention on all of you, and if he can help you, he will reach out to you in his own way. Was that him calling just now? Uh, <laughs> no, that was a solicitor from What the is that scene. strange device that you have They're over trying there? Trying to sell me a time <laughs> Small rectangle chair on it lights up. Astral uh -huh. Dreadnought. I don't want your fucking time chair. Kaladir answers God, the phone like, hey, bitch, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, same pot. I'm a bit busy, darling. Um, By the way, your owner's a walker. Or your yes. buddy. Your soulmate. Whatever yeah. the fuck. Sure is. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, we, we probably should not take up too much, too much more of your time. Uh, I know we arrived unannounced. Well, if there is anything else that you need that Roan can help with, she will be staying here for, I believe, at least another day or so. Um, I, I do have a question. Yes. You know a little bit about magic and stuff. I tragically don't know much. A little I, bit. Tragically? Uh, <laughs> I do know some things, yes. This is just a general question. Uh, who... Being literally made of magic. Yeah. <laughs> created by the goddess of magic. And uh, if we were to need someone to uh, say see into the ethereal plane for any reason Mm -hmm. using like a true sight type spell who would uh, be good for that hmm. uh, well I think 
most casters, they would have to be fairly adept, but most higher level casters should be able to do that for you. Are you asking for a specific recommendation? Just casually curious. I mean, uh... I have a general question. Uh, yep. Here's a very specific question about magic. <laughs> like being right. back at work. It's not very specific. <laughs> uh, I mean, practically any caster except druids are naturally apt at divination, but uh, Does that I mean, mean someone if, like you could cast that? Uh, yes, if I have the notice ahead of time to prepare it. Hmm. Rome could as well. In fact, I'm pretty sure the only people who really can't are Kenna, Kit, possibly Arabelle. Uh, just a general suggestion then. Next time you're in the room with all of the members of the Obsidian Collective. I was just about to say this. Do that. Mm -hmm. Why? We have reason to believe that the mole in the Obsidian Collective could be a walker. I'm... I'm sorry. A walker? Yeah. We're and you see certain. her... You see her, like, take a deep breath. Like, there's a moment where she was about to panic. Bottle of that went away for later. Thank you for the warning. Um, uh, who else knows about this theory? It's uh, basically Kenna. just us. And Kenna. We told Kenna. Yeah, Kenna. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have possible reason to believe it could be Leon. Okay. Uh... Just, oh just, just do it discreetly. And if, in either scenario, if there is or is not, drop one of us a line. You know, we we heard the stories about you know Marin and everybody else back then, because every you know everybody was a walker back then. Uh, so, uh, it uh, it's different this time. So he may not know that it even happened. And he may not be like a puppet like last time. He's just kind of a being watched through. When would this even have happened, though? He would have had to had to have been killed. Uh, probably before he joined the Collective. Oh, and uh, if you don't see that any of the other members are... Don't panic. It just means that you probably are instead. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know about that. In which case, bit. definitely still drop us a line. <laughs> <laughs> it's me! She, she has a very, very brief, just a flash of an existential crisis. Um, sort of, like, puts her hand on her chest. She's like, do they, do they notice? Uh... 
I love walking up to gods and just <laughs> ruining so their entire fucking day. It's my favorite thing. Uh, she says, Here, have I, a small um, dose of mortality. See how it yeah, feels. Yeah. You know? yeah. She's like, I, um... Thank you, but I don't think I can take any more at this very moment. Mm. Um, I have a very important meeting to get to. Uh, if you need anything else, please just don't don't do this to Roan. And she stands <laughs> up and she walks out of the parlor. It might be Roan. Uh, but shortly thereafter, Roan steps in with, like, a tray of tea and stuff, uh, and she kind of, like, looks, and she's like, did Caladia leave you? She said she had a meeting. Okay, I guess I'm the host, then. Um, and she sets down the tray. Um, she says, uh, how did you all enjoy the, uh, gala last night? Um, Pretty great for the most spectacularly. part. Spectacularly. I wasn't there. I didn't go. Magda, make a deception check. What? <laughs> Why do I have to make the deception? Because you're the one who is being sarcastic. Technically, I lied. <laughs> yeah, I lied too. Yeah. Ten. I'll give you advantage since everybody's okay. lying. I mean, oh. admittedly, Noah did 15. not go. No, yeah, I mean, went. I'm not yeah. telling the, the the a lie. I'm not telling the truth. I'm not lying. I like didn't go. It's, I'm it's straight a, up lying. It's a lie of omission. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Fifteen. Um, she she gives you a, she gives you a look like she definitely doesn't believe you. She's like, okay, is there something I need to be aware of? Was there a problem with Teja? I mean, isn't there always? But not an actual problem with Tasha. Was someone almost? But I, I, there was almost a problem with Tasha, but I, I handled it. Well, then what did happen? I mean, he got a little snotty with Magda. No, I'm I'm not talking about Tasha. I'm asking what was the issue last night. Was it just not your thing, or was there it an actual boring. problem? It was boring. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these... I don't like the whole, like, rubbing elbows thing. I'm just kind of, you know. Then why did you go? You didn't have to. Free food? That's fair. <laughs> if it isn't very obvious by the way it's very nice to meet you uh etiquette is not this group's strong suit i've been no. learning that uh via crash course the last couple of days god it's mm. like having liev tell added to box <laughs> do you um, did you take I'm, that crash course on crash bandon right oh <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i'm a delight mm. You are very, very nice, but occasionally you say things. <laughs> I've, I've been working on it. Also, Luce, also oh my God. When, when soup is served, which spoon do you use? The one with the little slats in it, so you only get the chunks. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> oh my God. I, uh, I love this idea your... that Fustrock is just casually racist. Like, he just, like, says oh things once in a while. No, I just feel like it would be hilarious because Fustrock is not like that, where he's just, like, once in a while he makes a comment, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you just keep going. 
Like, I was going to say, is it because I just joked about eating soup with a fork? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, Did they refer to it as a fork? I know. If anybody in this group is casually racist, it's Noah. Because he's like, hey, I brought you a cake with a real cow on it. <laughs> uh, I also... Uh, the uh, Mag- out. Yeah. Magda is like, oh, Foodstruck, I've also seen you use your like, own chest hair as a napkin, so... It's there. Mm. I'm covered in it. Carry on. Well, now you're covered in what you had for dinner. Uh, yeah, saving it for later. Ew. <laughs> okay. Uh... I have a very casual question for you that definitely oh, has God. nothing to do with anything that happened. Make a deception uh, check. That's <laughs> <laughs> it yet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you uh mentioned something about a robbery like what why yes. who is arthur dine arthur dine arthur dine who's yes. this dude uh to the the collective why is he hosting all this stuff well it's not because he's known to the collective he is known to the collective but this was an amc event okay is he like in charge of that, or is he just like write a no, lot of checks? No, he's he's not in charge. Um, he's he is a regular supporter of the AMC. Um, he is also uh, not friends, but a business contact of most of the chiefs of operation. Uh, most of the chiefs of the AMC. Uh, primarily the director and Indira. So what does he supply that the AMC can actually use? Doesn't he just make uh, jewelry? He does make jewelry, but he also uh, owns uh, an enchanting uh, sort of, not quite a factory, but like a, a small enchanting firm, shop, whatever you'd mm. like to call it. Laboratory? Uh, he, yes. Uh, he himself is not... As far as I'm aware, not a very accomplished caster, but he employs a good number of mm. uh, talented enchanters. Uh, he supplies uh, defensive items, amulets, rings, cloaks, that sort of thing. Uh, but probably the thing Shroud. that... Uh, what? Nothing. Uh, probably the <laughs> thing that we purchase uh sorry the amc purchases from him i'm sorry i say we because of endura uh are rings of protection mm. they are rather widely distributed in the marrow legion uh does so uh, he just does that kind of stuff does he do anything special like or is it just normal stuff or uh, he himself is mostly a businessman, though he is a very good jeweler. Um, he just has a lot of very useful connections that the AMC uses, and he's also rather generous when he contracts AMC mercenaries, that sort of thing. Um, and because his daughter is a member of the city council, he tries to bring sort of a, a good name to his family and the city in the AMC's eyes. So he uh, will sponsor events, uh, host dinners, things like that. Um, 
just it's generally a very symbiotic relationship and he just asks for money in return or does he ask for like any special privileges or anything like that uh primarily he acts as a uh sponsor where he doesn't necessarily get money from the amc he gets money because the amc is working with him and spreads his business by word of mouth influence that sort of thing Hmm. Insight check. Okay. Believe that for a goddamn second. I didn't didn't roll very high though. Insight minus one, so four. I mean, yeah, she's being pretty pretty clear. Well, he acts as a sponsor, not as a not as a, like pay for my shit and I'll give it to you kind of guy. Though he does hmm. do a little bit of that too. Uh would I would Noah know about Lysander Corage? Yes. Okay. Uh I will say that then. I'd be like, so he's just like the the Corage of our age. No. Well, I no, mean he, he hasn't like murdered any dragons or anything, but like I wouldn't put that past him, but no. Uh he is he's not that uh wide reaching nor that accomplished. He is he is accomplished, don't get me wrong, but he's not Lysander Courage. I would like to make like I don't know what you would call this, like an internal insight check. Um would someone who's not very accomplished have a giant lead lined room that's protected by a dinosaur with a permanent gate to another plane inside of it? I'm gonna say that's not gonna be an insight check. That's gonna be a like arcana his- no that's gonna be a history check because you're you're trying to figure out how arthur dine could possibly have those things if he's not accomplished and yeah you could learn and you could get a potential answer from history he's a capitalist he just gets other people to do it for him god yes. damn it uh the mercantile uh, a, or a dirty 20 <clears throat> uh it is not that uncommon for very rich people to have some crazy shit uh, because they employ powerful enchanters, buy shit from crazy merchants. Um, However, to have a portal in his basement that leads to, you know, the plane of demons, that's kind of a stretch. Um, And you don't think that that's something Arthur Dine himself could have done. Uh, even at a passing glance, looking at him, he didn't seem didn't seem like the kind of guy who'd be able to do that. But he definitely has the connections to know somebody who could uh, to install a permanent planar portal. The only thing you know to compare to it is either uh, plane shift the spell or the realm gate. And basically, this portal is a permanent plane shift spell. Um, so it would have to be somebody pretty fucking powerful to keep that portal open constantly. Hmm. That is a massive magic requirement. Uh, I have, I'm sorry, I have a quick follow up question about yeah. the Demi Weir again, because I just want to make sure I understand this. Yeah, yeah. So. The Demi Weir stops people even if they use a portal, correct? 
Uh, it will stop entities that are too powerful. It acts like a mesh. Okay, so, it, but even if there's a portal, it doesn't matter. So even if all the realm gates were opened, they still couldn't go through. Uh, no, they wouldn't. They would need a okay. bigger, like, That's, hole. Gotcha. That's what I was curious about. That's yeah, and the weird. portal that you came across was, like, the height of a person. So it's not even as, like, open as the realm gate is. So not even, like, demon lords wouldn't be able to walk through that little portal. Okay. All right. Um, do you, uh, I'm talking back to her again. Uh, do you know anything about the vault that was broken into? Uh, not really. He's, he sort of keeps, uh, that sort of thing private. I was honestly surprised that he hosted a dinner at his home. Normally he doesn't even take guests there. Mm. Uh, all I know is it was down in the basement with his wine collection and that's it. Hmm. Well, hmm. I guess some people just need better security, huh? Well, considering what I know about the security he had, uh, I don't know how much better he could have done. Hmm. Well. Oh, I got a message. You guys would see... Um... <clears throat> Uh, Delara casting sending, but I'm not telling people what it says. Yeah, okay. Roan definitely like turns and looks at her and is like, "Does she normally do this just out of the blue?" Uh, yeah. Every now and then, she got some grandkids that she likes to keep in touch with. Yeah, uh, she <laughs> she looks at it. She like, watches you for a moment, and you see her recognize the spell, and seeing that it's nothing like aggressive she lets it go um you however uh do you want me to tell you in chat or out loud what the answer is in chat okay continue on everybody do you have anything else you want to talk to ron about i, I was gonna say something else to Keladir, and then everyone gave her an existential crisis yeah so. same i was gonna say something to, to be fair Keladir said i have to leave in 15 minutes and then we talked yeah. to Keladir for like 30 minutes no, I was keeping an eye. You guys, we were all, it was all happening in real time. Okay. Um, yeah, so how are, are these cakes good? These cakes are probably good. Yes, they're very good. They're rich people cakes. Ooh, rich people yeah. cake. Yeah. And this tea is absolutely marvelous. Thank you, I grew it myself. With Do you, uh, with, uh, just out of curiosity, would you happen to have any uh, extra of that tea that I might be able to buy off you? I, you don't need to buy it, but I can. I, yeah, I lean over to, you. I lean over to Foostrack and like you don't buy things from rich people. You just they give it to you. Well, you know, I, I want to be respectful <laughs> of the effort and make it yourself. Well, I, I'm sure you all know this, but. Caladan and I usually don't go out in, you know, the public eye nearly as much as we have this past, like, few months. So I spend a lot of my free time in my wonderfully private life gardening. Mm. Mm. Um, 
let me let me go get that for you and she stands up and heads to the uh the kitchen if you guys have anything you want to talk about away from her you can you still have telepathic bond i do believe yeah i go over oh, yeah, we do. uh christmas and i'm just like what was that about uh I, I will wait until I hear what the reply is, and then that will inform what I what I say. <laughs> uh, I kind of add to the group as well. Like, should we uh, should we warn Kelladir not to use her resurrection spell just in case she's trying to use it to bring back Christmas? I kind of think that that's going to be uh, telling. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we could just curiously ask because it is like the beginning of the year. Be like, hey, oh, who are you bringing back? Is it the abandoned crutch kid that's missing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say this telepathically so I can switch back to Christmas's voice. Uh, one, uh, we shouldn't assume that they are trying to bring me back. Uh, two, uh, I just checked in with Ross, and uh, when we go to the Feywild, I know where we can meet him and kind of what steps we can take right away. Cool. All right. Uh, how are we getting there? Did we figure that out? Uh, Kenna is taking us through the gate. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. She's Why isn't she back yet? The... She's uh, waiting for She's you. waiting for us. At the gate? Yeah. No. Well, at our old place. Well, no, actually, she gave us the name of a, a bar. Oh, my God nearby <laughs> oh she did she uh, gave us the name of a bar yeah which we didn't actually get but we will yeah. it's the the, the, the shrinking it actually, pony it actually has a name shut up <laughs> the baloney uh, express it is in northern durham andros <laughs> it is a tavern called the avonfear wake perfect mm. uh, we shouldn't kill too much more time here yeah no before we uh, get to that bar, I also wouldn't mind stopping by a post office real quick. Or an okay. AMC office. One of the two. We, I mean, we should probably just go then. Yeah. Uh, Roan does return uh, after a moment uh, with a little sealed like tin canister uh, that mm. she hands over to Fustrock. Says I, that, uh, should, that should keep you in tea for at least a few weeks. I um I take out my platinum teapot that I have. Apparently, according uh, yes, to my tea, inventory, the, I yeah. the tea set of wisdom. Yeah, we stole yeah. it. House <laughs> um, with the blood pool underneath it. Ah, yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, and I like bundle it up with all of that, and then put it back in my pack. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying is cursed? you flash the fancy teapot. Basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Look at how cool I am. I have a teapot. platinum teapot. I, I don't know if there's anything special about that teapot. So if I show it and she recognizes it, that'll give me information on it. So, uh, did, Have you used it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I used it in uh, Walter's mansion uh, just trying to see, just trying to like brew tea that was like what I had in Volker. What if that's uh, the teapot which they it used was to impossible. kill Lee? What if that's the teapot they used to kill Leon Veneer? 
<laughs> no, not hit him with it. They poisoned him, and then oh, they were like, oh, then they I was about to say, water. check for uh, check for drain blood. <laughs> Just gave him a good old dose of iocane. Yeah, there you go. Mm. All right. Uh, but yeah, Roan uh, sits down in the uh, the seat where Caladir was. She says, "Is there anything else I can help with at all?" Or... Um. You're going to be heading down to Frosthold up here in the next day or so? Uh, most likely, unless, you know, another fire pops up. Uh, I'll be heading down with Indira. Well, hopefully you have a safe travel and everything goes well down there. So Miss Tristan Kepler doesn't show up, it should be fine. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Nobody likes when he just appears. I say as I have like fucking burn marks on the side of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Okay. Uh, I just casually, as we're walking out, be like, keep an eye out for those earth blood fountains, and then just uh, keep going. Okay. Uh, As you guys all head out, you, a traditional you hear, like, uh, Reese's Ridge farewell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you guys are like heading away, you hear her kind of whisper to herself. So she's like, "Oh, good lord, the people we work with today," and closes the door. Um, yeah, but you guys we are uh, fucking delightful. You guys, I never said you weren't. Uh, you guys start heading out of Lyrius toward Derm and Dross, unless there's any other stops you need to make, which I believe will be on your way. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind stopping by a um, either an AMC office or like a post office, probably the AMC office. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of AMC offices in Constanos. You'll be able to pass by the one that's in Durham and Dross. Um, which, uh, as you guys get through uh, Lyrius and into Duramandros, uh, you're getting into what is not the oldest part of the city, but, like, kind of medium-old, like, uh, contemporary part of the city. Uh, I think that's the word. Yeah. Uh, Duramandros is uh, kind of an amalgamation of a ward where there's residential there's industrial and there's uh shops everywhere uh one of the most striking things that you notice is that there are a fuckload of like one or two person airships hovering over this section of the city uh which those are still relatively new um but you see kind of like um think like treasure planet style the um the the little like uh, skiffs that they had with the like the solar sails there's there's stuff that's similar to those uh, that are like little skiffs with uh, that have like they have sails that go out the sides to catch the wind but they also have blimps on them uh, and then a lot of them have uh, pretty powerful like miniature coal engines on them so it's very it's very steampunky uh, but heading through here, uh, it's one of the busier sections as well. Uh, you see a lot of uh, taverns along your way, not the ones that, not the one that you're heading for, 
but a lot of them are flying a uh, blue, white, and black banner outside uh, that especially Christmas, but all of you would recognize as the symbol of the Kole Geiger clan, uh, which are super famous and especially beloved throughout Lachmanos, Garalshell, Garad Eldathas, because this is sort of the... Constanos is the end of their, we just freed a bunch of slaves, let's go drop them here so they can start a new life. This is the end of their, like, underground railroad, I guess you could say. But it's done by airships, so I guess it's like... An above-ground railroad? A, a flying railroad? Flying <laughs> An underground ship. airstream. Underground airstream actually sounds really good. There you go. Uh, it's my new band name. Yeah. But uh, you guys head up through there, and uh, getting to the Avonfear Wake, uh, this is a three-story tavern, pretty big. Uh, it is directly across uh, the Anima River from Avonfear Fields, which are basically the gigantic park left behind after the ruins of Avonfear and Riverden were destroyed by the dragons and Thala. So you guys, if you look at the map here, you're right about there. Right in the middle along Duramandros and the Anima River. Um, the Avonfear Wake is kind of Tudorian in style uh, with a bunch of add-ons that are completely different construction style. Um, the bottom floor is filled with uh, benches and uh, uh, almost looks like repurposed pews from like a temple that have been turned into benches with long tables. Uh, there's a few round tables with chairs uh, and there's a large bar in one of the corners uh, run by an older dwarf lady who has a very nice braided beard with a shaved head. Uh, and uh, you see as you walk in uh, tons of people in here but there is a distinctive, like, 10-foot <laughs> circle around where Kenna is sitting at the bar. Uh -huh. And even the bartender is, like, not invading the space. Uh, but Kenna has just kind of posted herself up, like, against the wall at the end of the bar. And there's just nobody's coming near her, but everybody's staring at her. Uh, God. And as you guys walk in... You see her, like, lift a tanker and be like, about fucking time. And she drains the end of that. The immortal druid. Nobody wants to be anywhere the near her. The deathless druid. Deathless druid. That's right. Sorry, my be. How dare you. How She's dare. fine. <laughs> What'd you guys like to do? Well, I'm going to pop over to that AMC office. Oh, yeah. Gotta keep forgetting. I'm sorry. I'm going to transform uh, back into me. You take the cloak off. And yep. who are you? Uh, the AMC office is not too far away. Uh, what do you need to do? Um, so I was just going to ask the uh, person like at the front of the office there uh, if they would be willing to send a message for me. Okay. Uh, like using sending rather than actually paper. Okay. Uh, yeah, going into this office, you've noticed most of them are built generally the same where they have kind of like a front sitting area with a secretary and then they have offices off to the side. Um, you go in to see this uh, older drow woman, completely shaved head, uh, who, uh, as you request this, she says, 
uh, after seeing your badge, says, I can, I can do that for you. Uh, who are you sending to? Uh, can I get a description? Uh, yes. Um, in retrospect, it might be a couple. I do apologize. Okay. Um, so the first one is going to be to Wayafin. Okay. Uh, so you describe <clears throat> Wayafin for her. Uh, mm -hmm. let me see if, uh, okay. What do you want her to say? Um, so it, it's mostly just letting Wayafin know, hey, we need to leave Constanos for a little bit. Um, we're planning on being back by the time that you arrive. Um, so, we're, and letting her know we're heading to the Feywild. Okay. Um, and then the second message would be, uh, to, uh, Rayoru. Uh-huh. And, uh, just telling her that we're heading to the Feywild, ran into dad, didn't go great. Um... We, uh, and that uh, we'll be back as soon as we can. Okay. Uh, make sure you write those down for me because I've already forgotten half of what you said. Uh, <laughs> the, the important part is for Wayafin, we'll be back from the Feywild in time to meet you. And for Rayoru, we're going to the uh, to the Feywild. Dad's a dick. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, uh, Wayfin's response is going to be short and sweet, which is basically, we're still on, uh, we're still on track. We're still like on track to get there at the the uh, the estimated arrival day, uh, and uh, basically telling you if you die in the Feywild, she'll never forgive you. Uh, yeah, that tracks. Rayaru's response is somewhat similar but nicer. Says uh, the character that constantly tries to kill himself. Yeah. Only uh, to protect my friends. If you die here, it's fine. But if you die in the Feywild, unforgivable. You die in real it's life. It's gonna be real fucky <laughs> yeah. if you die in the Feywild. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be real bad. Everyone's gonna have a real bad time. Yeah, roll bad. Uh, but yeah, Rayru's response is kind of similar. Don't die in the Feywild. Uh, and... Uh, She'll give you a quick update that she's, you know, she's working her way toward Geralt Shell. Uh, and, uh, yeah, things are going just fine for her at the moment. Good. Uh, um, while we're there. Yeah. I just have a quick question. Did Fustrak tell us about everything that happened between him and his dad? Uh, no, but Magda and Gwyn and Walter were there to witness some of it. They were. Okay. Yeah. Have we heard about it? Nope. Were we there for the part where he said that he's going to be trouble for you? This isn't the last you've seen of me? Yeah. Because I don't think anyone heard that part. I think so, no. Damn. Okay, I would have had something really good to do, but now I don't. Now I don't, because I don't know. <laughs> okay, never mind. I was going to send Tejar a letter. I mean... Yeah, I, I haven't said anything to anyone about it. I don't know if Magda would have said anything about it. I don't think well, Gwen would I didn't, have. Yeah, the only thing you guys know that. is that Tejar talked to him. Okay. Yeah, I didn't hear that because you were too far away. Gotcha. No, yeah. the only thing you know is that he talked to him and then walked out and you said a thing and um, he yeah. couldn't ma match wits with you. 
I am going to lean down to the person who's writing all of these, like mm-hmm. doing the letters and send them out and be like, uh, so are these letters traceable? Uh, she's using sending for Fushdark's thing. I know, but yeah. if I wanted to send a letter. If you want to send a Vodro letter, uh, yes, they are traceable to the office they came from. Okay. Are they traceable for who sent them? Your name will be on it, yes. Hmm. Can we stop by a post office? <laughs> uh, you can. Okay, hang on, hang on, I gotta look at my spells. Noah's gonna get us all killed by my yes. dad. <laughs> no, not your dad. I have something better. Um, your mom. I am going to cast... Wait, do I have an item that does Disguise Self? I do not. Okay, I'm going to cast Disguise Self on myself. Okay. Um, just so I look like a random... Let's make it special. Uh, I'm going to look like person. a... I'm going to look like a little white Vixu. You know you can only drop a foot of height with disguise self, right? Yeah, if they touch me. Mm. Wait, no. it doesn't allow you to look smaller. Hold on. So uh, a disguise I may, self. I may be. I may be. Uh, hold on. I may be mixing it up with another <laughs> disguise thing. Shut up. Uh, let's see. Uh, alter make yourself. Self. Yeah. Including your clothing, armor, weapons, other belongings, and your person. You blah, can blah. seem, up one, you can foot seem one foot shorter. Okay, so um, then I'm going to make myself just a regular old human dude in a Glacier Watch uniform. Hello, I am Bland Whiteman. <laughs> hello, I am Bland. Um, yes, hello, I am Chent. And uh, I'm going to. That sounds like a I'm slur. Gonna... It's oh, the same thing, so it may as well be. Uh, I'm gonna walk up to the person doing the the letters uh-huh. and just be try to do like my best pretty normal voice and be like, "Hey there, uh, I need to send a letter, please." Uh, the halfling that is standing behind this desk uh, looks up and sort of clocks you and says, "Oh." All right. Uh, can I get your name? Yeah, it's um, Richard Iglesias. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he he jots that down really quick, and he's like, "And where are you sending it to?" Uh, I need to send a letter to Arthur Dine. Okay, and he adds that. Says I can mm-hmm. I can. That address. Is this going to be a Vodro post or normal letter? Uh, Vodro post, please. And okay. uh, if you don't mind, I would like to write it myself because it is a, of a private nature. Of course. And he, he hands you a, a sheet of parchment. Um, do mark off 10 gold for Vodro. Will do. Letter. Will do. The voice that you're doing sounds like everyone's impression of a white man. Yeah. Yes, I know. I where, am, where it's just like, yeah, I am going to need you to make a performance check just for fun. It's like British people Guidance? being like doing American. <laughs> I myself for that. <laughs> Hello there. I'm going to go to work. Hi today. there. Hello. I'm an yeah. American man. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> let me tell you about the training manual that we're going to go through for the next three days. Yes, let me, <laughs> let me help you make money with my multi-level oh, no. marketing scheme. Did you get one? Oh, no! <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, so... Your it doesn't accent, matter what the guidance is. Everything yeah, is just... Your, uh, your accent is uh, is wild. Uh, <laughs> it is it is precisely the let us train you today uh, mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing. And the halfling is just staring at you as you talk to him, just like what's the fuck? Uh, but uh, he is basically good. You see a look cross his face of I don't get paid enough. And he just gives you the paper. <laughs> okay. So, um, I write down on the page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to write down, you know, to Arthur Dine. Your dinosaur was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and we know what you're up to. Oh, and I'm also gonna add, um, we we are always watching. <laughs> and I'm gonna put love the people who took everything you care about and then send it. I'm gonna seal wow. it before I give it to them and then I'm gonna watch them like send it off or whatever. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I really dislike this guy. Uh, I need you to make an oh intimidation God. check. Can I guide myself? Yes. Coop, who did it better? Me on our Wednesday campaign or Ben just now? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus fuck. Christ. Seven plus zero. So, um, yeah, seven. Nice. Could you do guidance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did guidance. Your, oh, your dinosaur was a gosh darn bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, just written in a Minnesotan accent. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> even spells out. He gets it and starts like reading it. it and it's like, why am I automatically going to this voice while I read yes. this letter? I don't understand. It sounds uh, so familiar. Yeah, uh, he will send that off for you and be like, anything else I can do for you, Mr. Iglesias? <laughs> uh, n- no. I am that will do. Thank you for I am your that time. Will do. No I am periods. that will <laughs> uh, I am that will do. Thank you. You, you sound like the fucking bad guy from the first uh, Men in Black. But like how oh my he God. walked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, good old Vincent D'Onofrio. a good day. And then I turn around and I walk as nonchalantly as possible. Have a good day, fellow human. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to also talk to... Um, someone to do a sending for me as well. You do that at the AMC office, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I just need to check in on uh, Hector. Oh, well, gosh, that's... I'm sorry. It doesn't go through. It doesn't go through. (laughs) Shut up! Uh, What do you want to say? Uh, Hi, guys! 
Yeah. Hi, Dad. It's me. No, um, just like, My car oh. down. I need money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to change a tire. Uh, <laughs> I do know how to do that. That wasn't me in college. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just, hi, uh, we're in Constanos, but we're about to be going somewhere where we might not be able to get contacted. Uh, are you doing okay? Did you arrive? All that stuff. Okay. She can condense that down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you see her, uh, her, this drow woman send off the message. And uh, after a moment, she will relay to you that uh, Hector has reached Hjolmanir. Uh He is uh, staying with... Uh, oh, God. I don't remember oh. her surname. Uh, he is staying with uh, a lovely uh, group of people... Uh, being hosted by a woman named Haran, uh, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Lynn uh, Skior is looking after him. Uh, but everything. Oh, he's fine. staying with Gwyn's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gwyn yeah. Haran's daughter, her mother Haran is. I forget her last name, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, your uh, parents have met. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I haven't even met the in-laws yet, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, what if they start dating? That would be weird. I was I literally mean, thinking it. I mean, Gwen's mom is Polly. She's got two tiefling partners. Mm-hmm. No, we Ooh, don't yeah. need yeah. it to be like a good thing. She's resistant sister wives binge. type situation. They don't need it to be a literal sister wives type situation. Why not though? Um, <laughs> They're old. They can do whatever they want. They're not going to have kids. Yeah. What's up, stepmother-in-law? No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Gwyn and I. Yeah, Gwyn and I would be the sister wives. No, I know. They're old. It doesn't matter. Um, Wait, it's stepsister wives. That does make it less creepy. Uh, and you didn't grow up together. Uh, I guess. Yeah, and then Sala will be your sister too. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> adopted sister-in-law. Fine. Yeah, uh, you'll be related to Christmas if they get married. Yes, uh, <laughs> but yeah, everything sounds like it's going just fine for Hector, and uh, he loves you. Yeah. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Yeah. To the bar. To the bar. <laughs> well, I've already told you what's at the bar. Uh, We're at the bar. You guys, now you guys arrived. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the bar. We've arrived. Uh. But yeah, Kano's just got this radius of people who won't approach her. Uh, but you guys step in and join her, and she's um, she's she's drinking something, but it's not too heavy. Uh, she's just kind of getting in a breakfast beer. Mm. Slash lunch oh, beer. Living that best life. Yes. Poppy IPA. Living the memory heart life. Just has a fried egg on the top. Gross. Brunch. Mm. I mean, it could just be a Bloody Mary. That's basically breakfast. It's true. Yeah. And also yeah. indigestion. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys uh, go in and join her, and people stare at you guys too because they're like, "Who the fuck are they?" 
<coughs> We're the business. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but Kenna looks at all of you and says, you done fucking around? Uh, yeah. Like, in general or specifically of, right now? Specifically right now. Yes. Because I know also, you'll never be done fucking around. Yeah, and I, I don't know about fucking around. I was sending a letter to my wife. They were giving people existential crises. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, yeah, fucking around. Yeah. I kind of lean in close to her and I'm like, I sent a letter to the guy we robbed last night. You shouldn't say <laughs> those things out loud. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. You said the quiet part you out did. loud. You did. <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah. Well, what? We should go, you guys. Where are we going? Yeah, let's uh, let's walk and talk, shall we? Yeah. You know what? I'm at the point. I just don't even question it anymore. I should have expected that that would happen, if anything. Um, you but know, okay. if I could Vodro post a pipe bomb, I would have done that. But... Was it like, did you leave well, something cool, like a like a calling card? Like, are they gonna? Uh, no, I was trying to do the like. Oh, you're a bitch, and like, uh, we're always watching. Yeah. So I should have signed it with something cool, though. Like, we could have been like, you know, the instead of the quarry butcher, we could be like the quarry fuck arounders or something. The quarry fuck arounders. Uh huh. The dino killers. The fuck around and find outs, because that's what we do everywhere we go. Mm, That's true. Honestly, Maybe. that's okay. the party name right there. The yeah, fuck there around and find out. The fuck around and find out. <laughs> the problem is, is that when people fuck around, they only find out how friendly we are because we make them that's our true. friends. No, no, no. I'm yeah, saying we go fight. fuck around no, and find out everywhere we go. And then we find out. <laughs> I was yeah, literally we could just shorten telling... it to the fuckabouts. <laughs> I was literally telling the boys about this. I was like, oh, we were like, hey... This guy, Walter, sure is a dickhead. Now we're friends with him. We're like, hey, yeah. what about the guy that's trying to murder us? Friends. Like, yeah. like it's just like, yeah. hey, what if just you don't kill us? Friends. And then now we're buddies. <laughs> yeah, but that's I literally why I, I put that, why I put the negotiators by fist or friendship. Because, yeah. well, oh because like I set up for like some battles, and then somebody rolls a fucking thirty on persuasion. That's like, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> I, we need to uh, we need to just talk to Sav. I think we can be friends, no. you guys. <laughs> sure. I don't think that one's gonna work. <laughs> Maybe he has like a past that we just need to dig into <laughs> and tell him that we care, and then it'll be fine. It'll be we just, just like have Walter. To find this weak spot. We should have we should yeah. have done that with Alarka, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Be like, oh, just, just hug Bobby. it out. <laughs> Hey, bud, You're just okay. feeling spicy today. It's okay. <laughs> oh, bud, you're just not feeling. spicy, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You'll be okay. Shouldn't have had so much Buffalo Wild Wings last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maybe a cranky boy. Yeah. My God. Anyway. Uh, uh, so Kata finishes her drink and gets up and she says, all right, uh, so we're heading to the realm gates. Uh, yeah. That, yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Assuming and you can get us through it. I'm, I, uh, we'll see. Uh, Aren't you uh, like a god? Like, come on. No, I'm not. Oh, that's right. Not she anymore. That's right. It. You lost all your powers. I forgot. I didn't lose all my powers. 
You got them taken away. What, what kind of what potential issues do you see getting us through the realm gate? Well, in order to open the realm gate, we have to have the guild of the gate open it for us, and that's usually not an issue for just me. But with a bunch of you chuckle fucks that you know the guild of the gate doesn't really know, uh, except for Walter, obviously. Um, I'll figure it out. I'll yell at Squall if I have to. I we don't know. we also, I mean, we have friends in the Guild of the Gate too. Do you? Sure do. Like who? Are you asking or is Kenna asking? Kenna's asking. not Nathan. <laughs> nope. Yeah, not definitely not Sam Rosengard. I mean, yeah. who? Oh, yeah, him. Kenna, you're not the only person we know. We we do I'm know aware. other people. I'm aware. She's okay. kind of like a big person that we know. <laughs> she is Thank kind you. of tall. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it comes up, we'll we'll name drop. But right now, I'm I'm not too concerned about it. Oh, All right, let's just go. <laughs> and uh, she kind of pushes past you guys and starts heading outside. Uh, there. Uh, there's no trees near this tavern, but there are across the river. Uh, so Kenna leads you guys to... Just walks uh, through the river. Well, she could water walk across it if she wanted to, but, uh, she, uh, she takes you guys to a bridge that crosses over into the, uh, sort of park that's been created out of the ruins of Riverden and Avonfear. Um, and she, uh, steps up to a a fairly large maple tree, uh, and she lifts a hand in front of it, and she looks at all of you, she's like, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, and, uh, she drops her arm, and the front of the tree splits open with this green, like, crack through the bark, and then begins pulling open as she sort of ducks through. Got six seconds to go through, which shouldn't be hard for all of you to get through. Um, Run, 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 run. And uh, as you step through the other side, uh, you come through the bark of a massive paper birch tree uh, directly within line of sight of the realm gate itself. You all see uh, something that I'm pretty sure none of you have ever seen in person. Um, the gigantic round stone gates uh, of the realm gate that lead nine deep. Um, I believe they're about 20 feet tall uh, and each set of gates is guarded on either side uh, by uh, members of the guild of the gate. Uh, But as you guys step through, you see several of these guards turn and look and like they have weapons at the ready but they see Kenna, and they just sort of resume their posts. Um, and uh, Kenna strides through, uh, walks up to one of these guardians, uh, and says, All right, I need an officer or Arabelle or Squall or somebody up here right the fuck now. And the guard kind of like sinks into his shoulders a little bit. He's like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this again. Like, slips away. Uh-huh. <laughs> and runs off uh, toward the tunnel that leads to the actual uh, Guild of the Gate fortress. Um, in the meantime, all the other guards are like staring at you guys. Uh, so- and Kenna, Kenna glances around and she says, 
All right, so uh, first order of business. Have any of you other than uh, Christmas been to the Feywild before? And Gwyn and Sala raise their hands, and so does Walter. Uh, and she zeroes in on the rest of you and says, Okay, first point of order. Things are very weird in the Feywild. Things that don't make sense are going to happen all the time. And time is also strange. So just, you know, keep an eye on a clock. It'll help you orient yourself, but if all else fails, look at the sky. Uh, second, do not make deals with anyone that you don't know. Mm. But what what if they look like someone we do know, but we don't know that it's not them? Well, then I guess you're just fucked. Yeah, and by the way, what? folks, this... Uh... That pertains to more than just a strict arrangement, and even more than just what uh, Magda has going on. Don't do things for people. Don't don't do things like Fustrock. Like, if you hold yeah. a door open for some fake creature, you may have just uh, enslaved yourself for the rest of your life. Don't do things for people. Don't yeah. let people do things for you. If you can avoid conversations altogether do so don't insult people either magda i thought you were talking to me about that one it's like i you know i try my best to be cordial and polite it's gonna be real real hard to not hold the door for someone when in also, doubt keep your mouth shut yeah also just fun fact if you see a random item lying around somewhere don't take it okay so basically, don't do anything. Keep hands and feet inside the Nailed ride. It. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> That's what's going to happen in the Feywild. But uh, I know that since you guys are trying to go after Lorcan, you're probably going to need to know how to find the Sealy Court. Probably going to need to know how to talk to people like, I guess his mom is somewhere his sister's somewhere. Uh, I did a little bit of my own research, uh, but most importantly, you guys are going to want to watch out for Fomorians. You're going to want to watch out for the crows, unless you did manage to get Tristan to be nice to you somehow. And, uh... What? Yeah. Would Fustrak know what a Fomorian looks like? Make a history check. Because I don't think he would. Oh, with this roll, I might. Uh, history, history. Uh, 13? You don't know what they look like, but you have a rough description that they're generally ugly giant kin. All right, well. That's uh, not true for all of them, but generally speaking, giant kin that are fey in nature. Oh, Alrighty. by the way, some other just general, th you know what? We yeah, probably should have had like a loaded on. Yeah, we probably should have had like a whole like meeting and told people this shit because you, God, we're so fucked. Yeah. Sorry, you're all so fucked. Um, don't share your full name with people. Looking at you, Fustrock. Uh, <clears throat> if you do need to pay a debt to someone, 
Just give back what you owe. Don't tip people. Don't overpay for things. You... That's a mistake. Um, don't accept gifts. I love the Feywild. Don't ever thank a fey creature. If you say thank you, you probably... Yeah, I know. You probably just uh, bought yourself into some kind of deal. Uh, this is where I die. Yeah. This I'm, is, I'm going to end like, up accidentally making like 14 fucking deals. And I'm going to have drawn and quartered. <laughs> I would like to personally apologize to all the fake creatures watching this stream. Yeah. <laughs> These don't, are terrible uh, stereotypes. Don't step into fairy rings. Don't speak the names of children. And uh, you can eat food and drink if they're offered to you and you uh, are... Very clear that it's just for consumption. But if you take food or drink without it, you know, if you do that uninvited, you're you're welcoming trouble. Those are probably the only things I can think of off the top of my head. There's just, uh, yeah, we're fucked. Uh, Sala, who would have reappeared when you guys got to counter, <laughs> um, she also leans in. She says, and if you hear things in the woods or you see something out of place ignore it unless it's getting closer don't go toward voices don't go toward mysterious objects or lights yeah i already did that once i ain't doing it again if it's getting closer then run okay Uh, Magda, you'll feel Gwen's hand on your shoulder, and she leans down. She's like, I've got two thumbs for I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about Foostruck. <laughs> I'm worried about you. Magda, if it helps, I'm worried about me, too. worried about everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about everybody except for the people who have experience with the Feywild. Uh, but about this time, uh, the guard that Kenna sent off comes hurrying back up the tunnel, uh, followed by a uh, someone that I believe you guys have seen before, uh, a uh, sort of scruffy, tan-skinned guy, uh, darker hair, uh, unkempt, like unshaven, not necessarily a beard, he just haven't, hasn't shaved in a while and the stubble grew out a little bit. Um sort of rougher, dark clothing, uh, a uh, Guild of the Gate pin on his chest, uh, you will recognize Squall, the Lycari that used to be the Gaithahide, uh, the, the mm. Hurricane Staff. Um, and he, hands shoved in his pockets, he comes just sort of waltzing up the hill toward you guys. Uh, and he sees Kenna and he's like, hey, look, it's the bitch. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, Kenna just flips him off, and he's like, all right, what do you want? <clears throat> Haven't I seen you guys before? Uh, yeah. We're the ones that uh, keep causing all the problems. Yeah. Yeah. And you see him, like, look at Christmas. Kind of narrow his eyes a little bit. So, you guys going to the Feywild or something? We're the yeah, pits of hell, guess. way everybody keeps describing it. I mean, I can open up that gate, too, if you want to go. No, I'd prefer no, not. No, thanks. Yeah. Unless you've got business with Asmodeus, I don't really recommend. Uh, 
But yeah, yeah, I can, I can do that for you. I guess you guys are not problematic necessarily. Mm. Uh, and uh, you see, he, he walks up in front of this <laughs> gate, um, and he sort of rubs his hands together. You see, he's wearing um, a ring on. Uh, on one hand, he's got a ring on his on his pinky, his middle finger, and his thumb, and the other he has on his ring finger and his pointer finger. Um, and you see him turn one ring, and he reaches up and he pinches his finger and he draws a line across his vision. And at the same time, you see a line appear across the first gate that starts to expand in this uh, lovely sort of verdant teal color. Um, and as it spreads open and uh, fills the whole circle, you watch another line appear across the gate behind it and a slightly less opaque uh, green uh, light fills that one and so on and so forth back through all of the gates to the last one that still looks empty at the very end. Um, but as he does this, uh, there is a small like plinth next to uh the first gate uh that he walks up to and he sort of runs his hand across the top of it it's almost like um those of you who've seen castle in the sky laputa uh it's like the tablet that muska uses to control laputa um that sort of like column thing uh but he runs his hand across it and glances up at the uh gate as this light turns more rich green um, and you guys can start to just barely see, uh, almost like looking through a window, you can see uh, a thick green forest start to come through on the other side. Um, and he, he places his hand fully on the plinth with like a couple of his fingers depressed in certain spots on what looks like text. Uh, and he looks over at all of you, he says, all right, uh, this will drop you uh, right near a Modithelian. Uh Just follow the road. I don't recommend taking any shortcuts. Uh, things are kind of crazy over there right now. And uh, if you see any Fomorians, uh, either kill them or run, whichever's safer. Are you able to elaborate at all on exactly what situation is going on there right now you want to ask me this while i'm holding this gate open for you no i'm good never mind okay i don't know ask your fucking druid friends kit's over there somewhere oh wait you is? you know this we knew yeah, that that's true yeah. that's true sorry uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh kenna looks at all of you and she says so do you guys need me over there because i need to go find kit I mean, I mean, he is in the We can all just go find him together. Um, and if you do, you want. know where you're going. No, I have to find him. Okay, then you're coming with us. Yes, bring the mouse god. Why? Why am I acting like I need to listen to you? What the fuck? I guess we are kind of going to the same place. Yeah, Kenna, do you want to find Kit? Then you're coming with us. I can find him <laughs> myself. Anyway, uh, and she she turns and just starts walking towards the gate. Um, and as you all sort of file up to it, uh, Squall uh, shouts one more thing after. He's like, and uh, don't touch dead bodies. 
Is that there's like, so many rules stuff here. I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm just gonna like we should just tie our hands like to our sides and just walk forward and do nothing else. So can yeah, I put you like a straight jacket and duct tape? <laughs> you guys enter the fair. What if you kick a flower by accident and it curses You're you for fucked. life? <laughs> Everybody going in? Any last hesitations? Not even a second's hesitation. Now I'm staying over here. Are you I'm sure? Gonna go. No, I'm sure. sure. There, there's definitely some hesitation, but Fustrak will go. Okay. Uh, yes, you all uh, approach the gate and one by one file through. I need wisdom saving throws from oh, everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, of course I throw well on that one. Oh, it's negative one. Nine, eighteen. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, where's my sheet? Four. Eight. Fifteen. Well, it was fun, you guys. Yep. You got torn this apart and eaten by crazy. the realm gate. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, all of that all of those rules, and there was definitely the thought that crossed my mind of Fustrak's not going. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, stepping through the first gate, uh, being that uh, Christmas has no memory of ever having done this before, and the rest of you haven't done it, uh, the four of you have an interesting experience. Uh, you step through the first and you look around and you realize you're still in this like birch forest uh, near Skogerheim, which is where the realm gate is. And it's sort of like, what is happening? But then you realize your hands are turning transparent. Mm-hmm. And you pass through the second gate and you get a little more transparent and the sort of forest around you starts to almost fade into this darker green forest. And the more gates you go through, the more you start to almost disappear and your surroundings change. And then you hit the middle gate, the fifth gate, where you, the further you go, you start to regain your sort of opaqueness and the uh, surroundings continue to shift. Uh, Passing through the ninth gate, uh, most of you, step onto uh, a sort of simple, uh, almost like red clay path that looks like it's been carefully like flattened out. And it's not brick, it's just like solid flat clay. Uh, but there's two of you missing. Uh, Christmas and Magda. Uh... Christmas, you step through the last gate and all of this feels incredibly familiar to you because you know you've done this before, probably many times. Um, But as you go through the last gate, there's a moment where a little memory jogs and you're like, oh wait, there's a chance something's about to go very wrong because it's the Feywild. And as you step through, um, you feel this sudden, like, it feels almost like somebody grabbed you by the front of your, like, rib cage and just jolted you forward. 
um, and you are thrown uh, into some tall grass uh, that as you like start to pick yourself up and look around, you are definitely not in that forest. Uh, as you stand up, you realize you are just in a sea of emerald grass and you can see the forest or what you hope is the same forest, uh, maybe like a quarter mile to what you think is the south. Um, but you're just alone in a fucking field. And uh, the grasses you see as they sort of shift and sway in this lovely, almost summery breeze that's passing through. Um, when they catch the light just right, they shift into almost purple uh, and then back to green. Um, and uh, you can see to the north a ways, uh, or sorry, to the south a ways beyond the, uh, the trees, uh, you can see these mountains rising up that mirror the ones that are around uh, the realm gate. And again, a little memory jogs that a Modithelian is that way toward the uh, other side of the mountain. Um, as for Magda, uh, you have a similar feeling of somebody grabbing your ribs and pulling you uh, suddenly as you pass through the ninth gate. And uh, you smack face first into a giant column of stone. Uh, and as you sort of fall back, you look up and you realize before you is a 20 foot tall standing stone like stonehenge style like natural ish looking stone uh that is covered in all kinds of like little carvings that look like they're either like super old like almost caveman style carvings or maybe kids did it you're not sure but they extend all the way up and down this entire stone and uh, there's a repeating motif of a sort of feminine figure with a crown uh that has like these flowing sleeves that extends over these other figures and above her is a gigantic tree uh that has like these uh, almost tree of lifestyle uh imagery um, but you, uh, find yourself, uh, still in the woods, though it doesn't look quite the same. Um, the trees around you have a strange, like, crimson hue to their leaves. And a little ways away from you, you see, like, green trees start up again, but you're surrounded by distinctly different trees. Uh, and their bark is much darker. Uh, yeah. I look around. Do I see anybody? Make a perception check. Uh, 17. You don't see any people. Uh, but with that perception check, as you're sort of walking around this standing stone, uh, you will notice that extending into this little clearing where the stone is, there's a very distinct, like, um, oh god uh, sort of lighter colored uh, root that extends inward uh, that looks like the bark is almost white and it sort of leads off into the distance you don't know what tree it's attached to you can't tell okay 
Uh, the rest I, of... Oh, yep, yep, yep. Well, I'll... Because now that we see where everyone is, um, I'm just going to close my eyes, take a deep breath, and with, like, I'm assuming the very, very little amount of time we still have left a telepathic bond, uh, reach out. Um, so something bad happened. Yeah, I don't know where I am. Uh... Everyone, just look around and visualize where you are right now, and just send it to each other. We can try to figure out kind of where we are. Look for landmarks that match. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so each of you will be able to see where Christmas and Magda are. Kenna is completely out of the loop. She's looking yep. around like. God fucking damn it. Why is it always them? Uh, uh. But you guys will get the image. Uh, Christmas, you actually, when you see Magda's image, your memory again is like, I recognize that. That's not good. Magda. What? Um. Are you able to see... Magda's not, like, inside a structure. No, she's no. next to a standing stone in a clearing in the okay. woods. Magda. Sorry, red trees. Look to the... And you said that the mountains that are the direction of Amadathelion are to the south? To the south, yes. To the south. Magda, look south. Do you see mountains? With your Do perception I? check? Yeah, you can just uh, make out the, uh, the peaks of mountains over the tops of the trees. Yeah. Very, very carefully. I need you to start moving rather quickly uh, <clears throat> in that direction. Uh, I'm going to put my hands like under my armpits and then start <laughs> start like, walking. power walking. Uh, and that is the same direction the white tree root is heading. Oh, great! Yeah, wonderful. Um, uh, as for the rest of you, you do, as you get the image of these red trees, uh, I would like you all to make perception checks who are in the main group, not Christmas. Okay. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, 23. 23 as well. Nice. Oh. Uh, so. Twinsies. Cool. Uh. <laughs> So you guys, you guys get this image from Magda, and you see the white tree root in her sort of vision, and you guys will notice that not too far from you, running south alongside the uh, realm gates, uh, is a white sort of string of tree root, and uh, if you guys start heading south, it's not going to be too long before Magda pops out of the brush. Behind you. Uh, uh, okay. Good. Uh, uh, you okay? No. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just got freaked out because of the whole like, don't touch. What is wrong? Wait. No. Why are you talking anything? to us? You just answered me. You didn't even ask who I was. You didn't check to see oh if I God. was who I am. We should have what a code word. Do we have a code word? Yeah, we need a code word. 
Uh, it's, uh, you can it's, literally yeah. talk to each other in your brains. Oh, that's pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. It's Mazda. Delicatessen. Yeah. Delicatessen. Um, pepperoni. Croissant. But, uh, uh, but Christmas, uh, as, as you're hearing the n- nonsense chatter go around these guys as they clearly found each other, um, and you're, what are you doing? Um... I, the only things that I know right now are that they have found each other and that... So they they see, from what I saw from the main group, that like the same trees and whatnot, the forest is like that forest that I can see on the edge of this field. You think so? I think so, right. So I'm going to start moving in a direction that kind of takes me like on like a diagonal route that like leads me to the forest, but is it also in the direction of the, of the mountains? Yeah. It's all in the same direction. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to start moving um, that way. If, before we jump on break, uh, as you're walking toward this, uh, tree line, which is not that far away. Um, you, there's a moment where, sort of the hairs on the back of your neck stand up in that feeling of somebody's looking at me and you feel a cool hand come to rest on your shoulder and another one on the opposite shoulder and you feel someone lean down and you hear a lovely voice say welcome home chris yeah. And that's where we're going to jump on break. Yay. I thought you were going to be like, and then you feel another hand. <laughs> you can have as many as she wants. And then a foot. Oh, boy. <laughs> God. And then another foot. And then another yeah. foot. And then another hand. Uh, all right. That's frightening. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we'll jump on break. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. So don't go away. We'll see you soon, guys.
And we're back to where it all began. Okay. Hello. Let's Hello. do this shit. So, Christmas. Someone has just welcomed you home. Uh, I turn around. Indeed you do. Uh, <laughs> standing around. behind you, and she, she lets go of your shoulders as you turn. Uh, the... Larger than life, Farinestra, probably topping out at like seven feet or so currently. Uh, it varies. She can be whatever height she wants, but sometimes she likes to be tall. Um, this beautiful, just literal nymph of a woman, because she's the queen of the nymphs, uh, in her sheer uh, sort of greenish dress with the the more modest sort of uh, bodice added to oh, it this time around. Okay. Um, all the stuff that's important is like covered, but everything else is just the sheer. important stuff. Yeah. Ah. Uh, you know, tits. I I have so many words right now that I want to say. Uh huh. Yep. Her dress has a built-in uh, a built-in muff cover. <laughs> It is, it is a bodice piece. It's called that, a muffler, okay? <laughs> oh, we could just call it a muffler. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, you and I have yeah. the same thought at um, the same time. This time, uh, this time the bodice is a little more substantial. Uh, you see, like, laces on it and uh, mm. more decoration. Like, this is... It's less risque than what you've seen her wear before. Um, but you get the idea that she doesn't really care. Uh, and this is maybe something she wears in, like, public. Um, it's slightly more modest, but not much. She um, strikes me as the kind of person who, like, you invite the cable guy over to fix something. She's like, oh, no, my titty fell out. Oh, how did that happen? Whatever will I do? She oh, does no. know that next to Titania, oh, no. she is the most beautiful creature alive. So That's fine. That's fine. That's cool. In fact, she may be the most beautiful creature alive, but her mom won't let anybody else say that. Hmm. You know, oh, no. when oh, things bitch. immediately go wrong when you travel into the Feywild, the last thing most people want to see is their ex show up. But in my, in my case, um, my, my joy is immeasurable. You mm. you say this to her? Yep. Uh, yeah, and you see the smile come to her face, and she's like, well, that's lovely to hear. So, um, what are you doing? We're here to assist the court in dealing with, well, whatever it is that's going on here right now. We We haven't been told exactly what the situation is, but... We're also here to try to rescue one of our friends. When you say assist the court, which one are you referring to? Uh-oh. Well, that is going to depend on the relationship that you have with the Court of Reckoning. Everyone says that nonsense phrase. There is no court of reckoning. It's just Robin being an idiot. <laughs> well, as I mentioned, the uh, relationship between the Sealy Court and the Court of Reckoning is going to influence 
who we Christmas, help considerably. There isn't a court of reckoning. We would know if there was another court. There's the Sealy, the Unsealy, and the Fomorians. Well, at the very least, we need Ross's help. Well, Robin's help. I suppose. So, you'll be wanting to meet with my mother then? Potentially. We, we came here originally with plans to... Uh, meet Robin in a specific place in Amadathelion at the break where the crows used to shack up. Oh, well. Do you remember how to get there? Uh, me personally, no. However, I am here with a couple of people that do know, but I seem to have lost them, or they more appropriately seem to have lost me. And if you would be kind enough... I just need to know the which direction to go to get back to the path. Well, I suppose, but that's not very fun. Um, and she she reaches out and she takes you by the hand and she just starts walking. And so what was your question? Uh, question for the DM. Yes. Because I don't know what you take for inspiration and whatnot, but in terms of what Christmas knows, is it pretty... There's not many hard and fast rules in the Feywild. Uh, however, no. uh, is it considered m pretty much true, though, that like Fey creatures can't tell lies? They can only speak truths. However, like that's part of the reason why they twist so much of what they say to speak like half-truths and stuff like that? Um, that... It depends. Or, or at least is that a part of like the Feywild mythology? Uh, that, that does appear in some places in the, in the mythology. Um, it's not necessarily that they can't say that they can't lie. It's that when they're trying to like make bargains or trick people into bargains, they want to... They can't lie people into bargains. They have to say the truth, but whether or not they say the whole truth or, you know, twist it... That's a thing. Um, generally speaking, uh, you wouldn't be able to like forge a contract with somebody by promising that you'll do something that you absolutely won't. Okay. Um, you have to promise something that you will actually do or intend to actually do. Um, that's sort of where it comes from, but there are places in Feywild mythology that, like, some people have been cursed that they can't tell lies. Others can't tell lies in, like, the presence of certain creatures and people. Uh, you've heard of, like, Titania using it, like, sort of like a Zone of Truth style thing, um, but more prevalent, more powerful. That That's kind of the gist of it. Okay. Um, in that case... <clears throat> while we're being led back because um, I, I don't know how long this is going to take I am going to really quickly just uh, cast Enhance Ability on myself yeah. for Owl's Wisdom um, to give me advantage on my Wisdom checks um, and just after we've been walking for a little bit I want to make a quick insight check on uh, Veranestra or Veranestra Um just to see if it seems like there's some sort of like 
motive here or if this isn't actually her. So are you trying to hide the fact that you're casting this spell? Oh, heavens no. Okay. This is me. I mean, this is going to come in handy no matter what fey creatures we run into. Uh, So this is just like, in the Feywild 101, I want to have better insight. Okay, go ahead and roll. She will see you cast the spell and be curious. So I'm glad I had advantage, although it didn't matter because the second roll was the bad one. Uh, Insight. That is 21. Uh... I mean, for as for the amount of memories you don't have of her, you are familiar enough with her to know that this is how she walks, this is how she talks, this is how she acts. And it is not a surprise to you at all that she would immediately come and find you if she yeah. realized you got into the Feywild. Yeah. That kind of confirms that. certain it's her. Yeah. If she, like, notices me casting the spell, I'm going to look at her and just be like, I'm in the Feywild. I can't be too careful. Fair enough. Um, but she leads you into the woodline, and uh, it's not long before you guys come upon a flat red clay path. And uh, she she sort of speeds up your pace a little bit, uh, and she says, "It looks like they already started moving." Um, and it's not too long before you see the gates come into view at the end of this path. Um, and she continues along beside them following this white route. Um, and, uh, after maybe like five minutes of like an accelerated pace, uh, the rest of you hear a woman's voice call out that like echoes through the woods, but you know, it's coming from behind you says, excuse me. Hold on. I pull my gun. <laughs> <laughs> What's everybody else doing? Uh, you're on mute, Zach. God damn it. Forgot I <laughs> muted myself. <laughs> um, I, I immediately freeze in place and my eyes just go wide. Okay. Uh, Sala, who has looked a little panicked uh, since Christmas is missing, uh, she's up next to Gwen, uh, and Gwen turns and she sort of reaches to her side for where her like collapsible glaive is. Um, but as you all turn around, you see coming down the path behind you uh, is this beautiful vision of a woman that I believe some of you have gotten a glimpse of, others got blinded. Uh, so actually, I need everybody but Christmas to roll a constitution save. I'll say with advantage. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God it was advantage. Uh, 25. 24. <laughs> 25. Damn. Wow, look at us. Good job. We did. God, everybody rolled in the 20s. Shit. All right. <laughs> My uh, second roll was a one. Yeah. I uh, mean, Noah's not into girls. Fustrak's not into people. Sure. Uh, only Minotaurs. Uh, Minotaurs are people? That's okay. True. Wrong Wrong word to use there. Veranestra uh, yeah. doesn't have enough <laughs> fur for Fustrak's taste. Uh, <laughs> and Magda doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Magda already has a girlfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm, that doesn't matter. Uh, 
it, forgot it Christmas smacking. didn't see uh, Christmas didn't see Fustrak uh, flirt with Nora a little bit sure back did. in Frostold. Wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you see this this beautiful nymph-like woman walking down the path, Ooh. just this perfectly graceful stride, and she is holding on to Christmas's hand as they walk. Um, and uh, Sala steps forward out of the group, like, Uh-oh. relieved to see Christmas, and she sees Varanestra. And um, you, Christmas, you'll notice especially that Sala, not not in like a, like, oh God, he's holding her hand, betrayed. Um, it's more of a, uh-oh, this is that woman uh, kind uh-huh. of look as she kind of pulls back a little bit and you see Gwen put an arm on her, around her shoulders. Uh, but Varanestra walks up to you guys with Christmas's hand in hers and she says, well, mm-hmm. isn't it lovely to see all of you again? What in the world are you doing? You know what, though? That's good instincts, folks. That's really good instincts there to just not respond. So just... She actually mighty proud like of you. laughing. Yep. She's like, well, that's certainly one way to get through the Feywild without terrible things happening. Also, but... for, for those of you that have not had the pleasure yet, uh, this is Varanestra of the Seely Court. Uh, and you hear Kenna, who's at like the front of the group, be like, "Yeah, we're acquainted." <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Baronestra looks over all of you. She says, "Well, uh, I can assure you at this moment, I'm not going to trick anyone into any deals. It's not really my style." Um, but I figured, and she looks down at Christmas and sort of gently like nudges him forward. She says, I figured you could, I figured you lost this. And she sort of pushes him back toward the group. I don't trick people. I just kidnap them and turn them into my sex slave. Yes. <laughs> she didn't. I mean, willing. She didn't, she didn't willing trick, sex slave. She didn't slave. trick him. She took him on a flower date, and it, it, things went off from there. Mm. A garden and she date. took him on a flower date. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Dove headfirst into a Georgia O'Keeffe painting. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we uh, we we don't want to dally here too much. We should we should keep moving. That's probably a good idea, though don't be afraid to come visit me. In just come back this way. I apologize. Well, I mean, My memory isn't what it was for obvious reasons, so I'm aware. Okay. Um well, if you're looking to potentially deal with the Sealy Court or you're not too busy in a Mardithelian. Uh, I'm usually either in the garden or with the court. Um, just, just call. I appreciate your assistance. And she sort of nods to all of you. Uh, and Christmas, you're going to notice because you're you're pretty uh, pretty well tuned into the 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 rivalry here. Um, 
Varanestra makes very specifically sure to make sure Sala is the last person she glances at and she smiles and she lets go of your hand and she turns and just fades into the forest. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it can it's a bit much. Yeah, Sala steps forward and there's not a moment of like this is my man kind of thing. It's more like seeking comfort as she steps up and sort of wraps her arms around your waist. Yep. Um I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, well, you disappeared for a second. Yeah, ain't that fun? We uh, we get to start our adventure off in the Feywild here with a bang. Not a literal bang. Or actually a metaphorical bang. Just some light hand-holding. That's all it was. <laughs> I mean, I can still shoot her if you want me to. Noah, I value you too much as a friend. Um, okay. As fun as it would be to see what she would do to you, um, mm. I think that you would rather continue living. Mm. Yeah, okay, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, at the front of the group, Kenna and Walter uh, <clears throat> are sort of waiting for the rest of you. Um, you guys oh will... God, will you take a hike? You guys will notice that <clears throat> Walter looks a little uncomfortable being here. Um... And uh, Kenna seems familiar with this place, but this is not her, like, usual stomping ground. Uh, it's only within the past, like, maybe century or so that the Obsidian Collective has started to get familiar with the Feywild. Um, what the fuck is that? I'm sorry, Xana's talking to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, are you guys continuing on? Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Kenna will lead the way as uh, you continue on down this path. Um, this white route sort of runs alongside, and then at some point it diverts off to the side. Uh, and uh, it doesn't take long, and in fact. It feels very strange, like time is passing faster than you expect. And suddenly you're at the top of a, like a small rise, like a sort of pass between the mountains. You just traveled miles within minutes. I look at my watch. It's, it's like two hours later. Yeah. Okay. And it only felt like a few minutes. <laughs> oh no. We're gonna come back and it's gonna be like fifty years later, oh no. Right. Not necessarily. We we traveled a distance and the regular amount of time passed, it just felt like it was faster. What if a year flashes by in front of us? Like, oh, uh. It could happen. It's the Feywild. Stay on the Uh, path. But as you get up into basically the highest part of this pass, um, you are looking south down the mountains, 
And you guys know roughly where you are, or at least where you would be in Atlaren. Um, you're in the space between what would be Skogerheim and Fjallheim, which are the two places that uh, the Guild of the Gate take up. Uh, Skogerheim being the main uh, fortress and Fjallheim being sort of a city that they work in. Very, very tiny city. Uh, sorry, moving stuff, I've got to arrange things. Um, but uh, looking down the sort of uh, mountainsides back into the tree line on the other side, uh, you see that uh, sort of sloping down and in, in like terraces uh, is a city uh, at the that this path leads you on to. Um, that you can see that almost, um, almost Minas Tirith-like, there are rings of the city that are on different levels, um, that continue on down the mountainside until eventually, uh, the rings stop and it just slopes down gradually into what looks like farm fields, a few terraced farms on the side of the mountain, uh, and then generally a sort of flatter area. Uh, but looking down at it from the top, uh, you do see that standing at the highest, uh, at the highest layer of the city, there is this large uh, sort of gradually sloping uh, point that comes up like a, like a spire. Um, that reaches high enough to the point that you can see at the top of it, like there's frozen like condensation on it. It's so high up in the air. Um, and you see surrounding it, it seems to be like this fortress within the city itself. And then the lower levels are like residential and then shops and then like uh, poor residential and then eventually going out into the farms. Um, but as you start down the mountainside, uh, it is starting to get to, like, mid-afternoon. Um, and, uh, you know what? Somebody roll me a d20. Okay, I'll do it. Which, by okay. the way, keep oh, in mind, everything, you got it. everything um, in the Feywild is, like, extra okay. green. Everything is super verdant. Uh, grasses and trees are, like, ultra green. It's, well, yeah. Hmm. I rolled it. Ben, if you want to do it, that's fine. No, what did you roll? How would you roll? It's a one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's a good thing this wasn't a skill check. Good. <laughs> um, High or low? <laughs> as, as you guys are coming down this mountainside, and still, like, every so often you have a moment where you, like, look at a... Uh, look at the sky, or those of you that have watches or whatever, you look at a watch and you're like the fuck that only felt like 10 minutes and it's been like an hour um but as you come down to this area where the path starts switching back and forth because it gets so steep um you get to one of these these switches where it rounds back and um i think uh those those of you who have the higher perception in the crew uh, i think it's magda are we talking passive Magda. perception? Uh, no, it's not Magda. Uh, Mine's seventeen. I got, I got plus five. It's Noah. So uh, fifteen. Yeah. Uh, Noah, with your passive perception, 
as you hit this switch, um, you notice something just off the path. A boot extending out of the brush where the tree line starts. Um, and it looks like it's still attached to something. Um, I, uh, I kind of stop uh, for a second and try to get a better look at it. Like, I'm going to walk over to it and try to get a better look at it. Is there... Uh, make an investigation check. Like, Is Noah attached? walking off the path? I'm still on the side of the path. Mm-hmm. Investigation? Mm-hmm. Uh, 24. Okay. Uh, getting a little closer, but not leaving the path, uh, you sort of squint and look into the brush, and the boot leads up a leg that you assume is like elven or human, or it looks humanoid. Um, and you can maybe guess that the person's five seven maybe up to six feet uh but you see uh what is clearly a body extending into the brush dark skin uh sort of worn out traveling clothes a little bit of like the uh a little bit of like red mud splattered um and uh you don't see the brush is a little too thick for you to like make out specific features of a face um but you do catch like black hair and the dark skin and uh you do see the edge of like blue tattoos on the face kind of similar to what sala has Mm. um but the clothes are just like kind of poor and raggedy there's nothing nothing marking them that would make them look like a crow or like anything else not that you can tell I'll kind of call back to everybody. Be like, oh, I think there's a dead person over here. Cool. Let's keep moving. We're, we're not okay. We sure are. We were told not to touch dead body. Yep. <laughs> Explicitly. <Okay>. Noah, I, <laughs> your curiosity is one of the the wonders of this world, but now mm. is not the time. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you're gonna see the the foot twitch. Oh God! It's a li- <laughs> it's a it's a zombie. <laughs> Damn bow. Uh, I will jog back to the group because I do not want to deal with a zombie. Y'all, the rest of you will see like the boot kind of like move a little bit and like pull, like starting to wake up almost. That is bait. That is a trap. We are not. What if they're going? What if they need help? Then that is their problem. We do not need oh. to get involved. We don't, Noah. We don't help people. You see, we don't person, help people here. You see the person start to like push themselves up from the ground. We we just keep going. All right. And you watch as what is clearly an Aladrin stands up out of the brush sort of like pressing a palm to their head where you see the streak of blood coming down their face oh. do they look Man. familiar sucks for them uh make a history check yeah uh history uh 15 this isn't somebody that you think you've ever met okay. uh and Hey, I mean, Magda does have advantage on rules like that when it comes to Fae Fiend around dead. 
That's true. That's Have we mentioned true. that before? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's never been useful. I'm surprised she hasn't used it yet. Yeah, let me do it. Okay. I'm going to roll a history check, too. Because I... With advantage, because you have advantage on those rolls when it has to do with fae fiends or undead. <laughs> well, that was bad all times. Nine. Wow. First yeah. time you get to really use it, you suck. Yep. Wow. Uh, you don't know this person, but I will give you, because you have that skill, um, you're, you're certain they're an Eladrin, not a wood elf, because sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, but one thing you do notice about them is, uh, you know that in the Feywild, like, there's not a lot of, like, travelers in the Feywilds because it's dangerous as shit. So seeing somebody dressed in, like, clearly traveler's clothing, um, and this, and, like, this distance from a, a civilization center, it clearly knocked out in the brush... Like that's that's pretty that's pretty odd. Like that doesn't that's not supposed to happen that much in the Feywild. Like Fey creatures don't leave people unconscious in the middle of nowhere typically. They kind of usually take them somewhere. But Eladrin are Fey creatures. Technically, yes, but I consider them more on the elf spectrum than the Fey spectrum. Cool. <clears throat> Yeah, when I say fake say... creatures, I mean like spirits, fairies, dryads, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Is the Seely like the queen and like Hearsome and stuff like that? Do I know if they were Eladrin, like Lorcan? Uh, or... They are not. Um, okay. They typically, like, they can take the form of Eladrin and they typically do. Uh, but they are archfey they're like leagues different than eladrin um some some dms will say that the archfey are eladrin but i think they're separate entities especially since they're shapeshifters but like looking at baronestra she's very clearly like shaped herself to look somewhere between an eladrin and a nymph um but uh yeah this this eladrin like picks himself up and he's holding his head and he looks over at all of you and he says oh fuck uh you who are you who are you uh Rory sorry I'm trying to do an Irish accent and I can't remember how it happens uh how it works Rory? oh they're after me lucky charms tighty tighty tight Top of the morning to you. Uh, yeah, they their name is is Rory. Uh, and they look at all of you, kind of pull their hand away, and like look at the blood. And they're like, uh, "You wouldn't happen to know what day it is, would you?" I look at my watch. It's Dioth the first. Okay. Uh, he's like, "What is what is Dioth?" Yeah, that's Happy what I was New Year. Happy New Year is all we'll say. No, oh, you all right. You're from Atlaren. Okay. That makes more sense. Where are you going, bud? Uh and he kinda looks around, he's like, I was going home to Modithelian. 
Cool. This is the road. We also are traveling it, so. Alright. Uh, you didn't happen to see how I got here, did you? Sure didn't. Well, you are not much fun. And you see him start to reach for his side. Uh, I need Fustrak and Gwyn to make oh. dexterity saves. Yep. Oh, Christmas was right. Sure was. Um, <laughs> is this an effect that I can see? I assume not. What's your passive perception? Uh, 15. Yes. Okay, I, I get advantage if I can see it. Uh, 18. 18. Uh, okay, yep. Uh, that'll, that'll, you will save against that. Uh, as you feel, uh, not gently, uh, something just crack you across the back of the head. Uh, but you manage to resist being stunned. Uh, Gwyn, however, does not. And she kind of like staggers suddenly. I need everybody to roll initiative. Okay. Oh, oh shit. Boy. Oh, boy. Yes, I'm so excited to kill some people. That was the uh, point. Uh, okay. Uh, let's Thirteen. let's go. Hold on. Uh, let's oh. go descending order. Anybody over twenty? Anybody over fifteen? Sixteen. Yeah, seven, seventeen. Uh, anybody over ten? Fourteen. Wookity wookity wookity. I'm so excited to stab this asshole. <laughs> oh, I bet he's immune to cold damage. So, it's a Larka. Uh, <laughs> just to set the scene for you guys, do we need a map? Always. Okay. Yes, map. I uh, pulled up roll twenty. Ash prefers a map. So, it's yeah. I've got a it helps her, we can use. It really I helps her intentionally said nothing so that I would not be targeted. Harris. Hey, oh, yes, we're using yeah, the Winnie the Pooh map this, again. This time I I planned for it, and I also always have this map ready because it just works in a million situations. Yeah, this is the same map that I poured a bunch of blood on. I, on I was for a second. I was like, yeah. why the <laughs> fuck is Tristan here? Yeah. <laughs> He's who whacked me in the back of the head. Yep. Oh god. Oh god. Oh, there's so many. Okay, so uh, I also need Kenna. Uh, Kenna McAmbara. Kenna Mac Ambaro. Kenna Mac, yeah. Kenna, Kenna Big Mac. You know, the only reason that she doesn't have a Scottish accent is because I couldn't do one when I first played <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that works. <laughs> She's supposed to. But I was just like, I I can't do it right now. Um, I don't have a Kenna token loaded. What the fuck? All right. Uh, hold on. I guess he's dead. 
<laughs> what if Kenna was just like, you know what? I don't feel like this, you guys. I mean, she and, could. Like, just fucked off. Yeah. Yeah. She's about to be big. Yeah, oh. Kenna. Big Kenna. Uh, Gwen is a large creature. Uh, yeah, she is. So Walter and Kenna are at the front. Like most of them. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Boop. Uh, boop. Uh, Put it in the group. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm curious now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm waiting for it to load. <laughs> okay, so, uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, you guys will see, uh, on all sides of the path, I don't have trees on this map, but just imagine there's trees. Uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that a reference to? You said Gwyn's a large creature. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Uh, I, that's why I didn't say it is because I didn't want you to think I was talking about you. That's why I said extended. Anyway. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Literally uh, not what I meant, but that's I fine. I know, I know, I know. You're um, allowed to be offended. I think your feelings of being offended are valid, and I support them, and I am not going to apologize. I don't give a <laughs> shit at this point in my life. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so your from all sides, a bunch of Eladrin in fairly ragged clothing, uh, but well-armed, uh, some of them actually fairly heavily armored, uh, pop out of the brush. And uh, Magda, you're up first, because you beat the Eladrin. Great. Um, oh, there's so many. Um, there's as many. Right. It's not that many. I know. No, I guess I'll go for this dude right there. Okay. Um, and Do it. yeah, Do I'm it. just going to heat him. Do it. Do it. Actually Do it. hit, though. I'm going to try. I mean, you did get that one, one out of the way earlier. Sixteen? That will hit. Oh, good. God damn it. Holy shit. Sorry, Gamma. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just do Shut the Mary Poppins clap. Shut up. <laughs> she okay. does the, the mid-hand clap. Oh, that's right. She does. That is 12 points of damage. Solution damage. Yep. And then I think I have a second attack now. Do I? No. You should know your Hold character on. sheet. Extra attack. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to hit him again. We haven't done combat in like three months. We have two. You had a short fight with Tristan. <laughs> You are. I had a short so, fight with Tristan. You are so aggressive. Oh my gosh. I had a short fight with Tristan. Yeah. Ash threw her Kustarigama on the floor. But she threw it at you, like, a, by the like way. one of those CBD treats that you get for dogs. So like, yeah. just calm down. Also, okay. also pack of gummies if you need one. Yeah, pack of CBD gummies. No, they're THC. Ash, you're the best. I'll chill you the fuck out. Yeah, babe? What's up? 
It was a 14, so I probably didn't hit. No, that doesn't hit. Great. Uh, do bonus I have a action bonus move. action? I'm not gonna <clears throat> move. Um, do a blood hunter second. Uh, yeah, as a bonus action, <laughs> I'm going to con- consume uh, a six seconds, Ash. Yeah, I know. Hold on. I'm going to consume a celerity uh, mutagen. Remind me what that does. I increase my deck score by three. What's so now I have a 23 uh, deck score. What's the side effect? Side effect is disadvantage on wisdom saves. Are you okay, Ash? Uh, we didn't mean to grump you up too much. I think you're just stressed in general. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's I'm a, fine. If you're angry, you have a right to be down. angry, and you can say so. Yes, I'm you're allowed to say so. If, if but Ben won't care. No, I won't picked, care, I but I will. I will allow you to say it. <laughs> if you if we pick too much, you gotta say that. You gotta you gotta communicate. God. That is the end of my turn. Alright. Uh, Set boundaries. Yeah. Make some oh, boundaries, why this, Ash. God. Why does this goddamn light keep making me look like I've been a lobster? Lobster. Lobster. Rock lobster. Anyway, uh, that'll bring us to the Eladrin, which are gonna move in and try to hurt people. Um... Oh yeah, get into uh, combat, people, because. <clears throat> so I'm gonna run through these super fast. Fustrock. Uh That's gonna be a 19 to hit you. That hits. Alrighty. Woo. I love it when I hit. I love it when I hit people. Uh, you're gonna take seven slashing damage and a Constitution saving throw. Oh fuck. It's poisoned. What? Uh, ugh, that's a fourteen. That is a fail. You're poisoned. Yep. Yeah. So make sure you remember what poison does. Uh, I was literally just getting ready to, to look at that. You can on D and D Beyond. You can go to your conditions in the top yep, right. I just added it. Yep, Disadvantage on attack rolls and ability <clears throat> checks for Gwen. Advantage because she's stunned. She also fails her con save, uh, and she's going to take 18 damage. Uh, oh, wait, I have another one for Foostruck. I forgot these guys have two attacks. Uh, that one's an 18 to hit Foostruck. Yeah, that hits. I am going to, as a reaction, use Cutting Words Okay. on that attack, and I will subtract a d8 from it. Go for it. That's a big ol' 8, so that's a 10 to hit. Yeah, that doesn't hit me. Oh my god. Uh, Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Then gets another text as well. Oof. It laid into her. So, um, Fustrock, you get this uh, smaller Ladrum guy just wildly swinging at you, and he does manage to hit you once, but 
he's um you can tell he's like high on adrenaline and going a little too fast you're able to block his second attack gwen who just got thonked over the head hard enough to make her like stagger uh she just gets laid into by these two guys just stabbing at her uh and does take a pretty good chunk of damage from that uh then that'll bring us to uh noah mm. not your turn but you're being attacked oh, no, uh, I, was, no. I was gonna say i'm like didn't i roll one below magda you did yeah, yeah. No, that's why I was confused when you were like, next, it's Noah's turn, but it's not. Yeah. You clarified um, that. I'll shut Noah, up. Noah, that's going to be a 17 to hit you. Miss. Okay. Uh, second attack. That's going to be a 23 to hit you. Um, Hang on, hang on. Uh, that one. Okay, so, no, wait. What are my reactions? Sorry. I have okay. two reactions, and they both happen in different times. Um. Okay, so the one that hits me, I'm gonna use the I'm gonna activate the Gorgon Shield. Woo! First time! First time! Roll a DC roll a con save. Ten. Oh, everybody froze. What, what was your con save? Uh, ten. Ah, you fail! You are blinded. Woo! Okay. And um I wait, okay. The shield can be activated once per day as a reaction. Blind enemy tapping the straight. So does that mean the attacker has to roll and is blinded on failure. They may roll a con save at the end of each of the following turn to recover from blindness, but it doesn't say the attack misses. Um, yeah, he will still hit you. Um, okay. Since he's <clears throat> blinded by that, would he have to do it at disadvantage? No, this first one hits, and then upon taking damage, you activate the Gorgon Shield. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then his next attack will have disadvantage because he's blind. Okay. And his second attack is going to be an unnatural 20. Uh, miss. That misses you? Okay. So yeah. I'm just rolling. My AC is 21. Nice. Uh, 10 slashing damage for you. Make me a constitution saving throw. Oh, fuck. I uh, failed. Okay. You are poisoned. Um, Make sure you uh, know what it does. 13. 13 fails. Yes. You said uh, 10 slashing? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Magda. Yes. Uh, that's going to be Whistle. an 18 to hit you? Nope. Nope. Uh, that's going to be a 21. That'll hit. All right. So I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Um, I'm going to use my reaction on that uh, second attack on Magda. Okay. Cloud rune? Uh, and I'll, yeah, I'm going to activate my cloud rune. Uh, and I'm going to make him attack the guy that was attacking Noah instead. With okay, that, so the uh, buddy right next to him? Yep, the blind guy. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> that guy's having a real bad day. So he gets, he yeah, gets yeah. poisoned and damaged. Yikes. Uh, so, so let's run through what just happened with these two guys. <laughs> uh, where the one, this one, like, tall, kind of skinny Eladrin comes in with a long sword and, like, hacks at Noah, uh, gets the first hit in, and Noah just brandishes this shield with the Gorgon's face on it. And the guy's eyes, like, start bleeding out the corners. And he's like, ah! And he tries to swing again and completely misses. And then his friend next to him goes for Magda 
and you all hear like a rumble of thunder come from Fustrak's direction as he activates the rune on one of his gauntlets. And you see this guy coming around over his head with his longsword, and he just swings right past Magda and straight into his friend. And the blind guy is just like, ah! Just fucking terrified. In fact, I would like Noah for you to make an intimidation check. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say using use your intelligence because this isn't like a charisma thing. <laughs> oh. Poor blind eleven. Um, it's not it's not advantage or anything. Uh, yeah, I'll give you advantage. Cool. Uh, plus my intelligence. Uh, just straight intelligence. Yeah. Twenty two. Twenty two. He <laughs> is fucking terrified. Uh. He's, he's just so scared and he can't see anything. He mm. now has three different modifiers on him. He's blind, poisoned, and scared. <laughs> <laughs> and his friend next to him was like, oh my God, Davey. Um, <laughs> Davey, Davey, I'm so sorry. I'm um, sorry, Davey. Uh, let me get to the next round here. Uh, Sala, uh, miss. Both misses on Sala, cool. All right, I feel uh, a lot better about using my reaction for Foostrack now. Yeah. Uh, for Christmas... <laughs> oh, that's a d12. Uh, Doesn't hit. <clears throat> that yeah. is an unnatural 20 for the first attack. That hits. Uh, and uh, 21 for the second. That one surprisingly doesn't hit. Uh, uh, yeah, no, they both do. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, if you succeed the first one, I need you to roll it again for the second one. Uh, I didn't. I rolled a 2. Uh, okay, so you're so, poisoned. So I'm poisoned. Did I give... poison? No, sorry, never mind. Uh, and from those two attacks, you're going to take uh, 17 slashing damage. And then the dude up front is going to make the biggest mistake of his life and try to attack Walter. <laughs> oh, um, I thought you were going to say Ken McCambro. <laughs> I mean, Disintegrate. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Oh, Walter's the one who can disintegrate, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's a miss. And the second one, Walter is going to cast Shield uh, to defend himself. So no hits for Walter. Uh, that'll bring us then to Christmas. <laughs> Dude, buddy. Veronestra's ire. Oh, no, Oh, buddy. fucking finally. Oh, no. I got That's something way, spell. way better. Yeah, I know. It's hellish review. Uh, so I'm going to uh, probably take a couple of attacks of opportunity during this process. But okay. uh, I'm going to move here. Uh, I've got a 22 to hit you, and the other one misses. Okay. Uh, the Yeah, the 22 hits. Uh, that's going to be 8 slashing damage, and you're already poisoned. Doing. Yep. Cool. Uh, ow. Well, I was anticipating a warmer welcome, so I'm going to invite some of my own friends to this party. And I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians at 5th level. Yeah, yeah spiritual Spiritual Lawnmower! Uh, <laughs> let me just throw the... Uh, token or a 15 foot radius let's see what this looks like oh boy that's a few of them um, <laughs> that is let me measure it too because some of these are on the so the one below me 
this is the one I'm worried about. Yep, that's 15 feet. Yep. So yeah, there's there's um Four yeah of them for sure. If it? yeah, one, two, three, five of them are gonna get hit five. with this. Yep. So they need to make wisdom saving throws. The DC is 16. These poor guys really picked uh, the wrong group to fuck with. The guy poor next guys. to Fustrak succeeds, everybody else fails. <clears throat> so, it's 24 points of damage for the guys that don't succeed. It's 12 for those that do. Um, as you cast this, tell me, what is your what is your spirit guardians look like again? My spirit guardians are the little, uh, like, rose petal creatures from Veronestra's garden. Okay. Uh, so, uh, as this, this field of spirit guardians appears around you guys, they just start smashing into these guys. Uh, the one next to Fustrak manages to sort of like either like get out of their way or parry them off, um, but the others are going to take full damage. And the guy who has suffered so much in these last six seconds uh, can't see them. He can't do a thing to defend himself, and his friend beside him can't help him. And so you watch as his friend uh, looks over and watches the Eladrin just start getting like torn apart. And he's like, no, Davy! <laughs> uh, <laughs> still standing, but he does not look good. I am, I am living for the story arc of this character right now. <laughs> it's uh, like fucking Russ in uh, Campaign 3 of Critical Role. I hit, I hit Davy's friend and yeah. caused him some damage. He's still standing? Yeah, he's still pretty alright. Okay. These guys aren't like they're they're bandits. They're not normal ass people. Yeah, they're gonna uh, have to do that again when their turn starts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on on that note, uh, I'm gonna say uh, you're doing great, honey, and I'll give uh, Sala Bardic Inspiration, which is a D8. Aww, that's so cute. cute. She is. Um, she dodged both attacks. Uh, that's the end of my turn. Cool. Fuck these guys. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it's me. Yeah, it you. It's you. It's me. It's a me. Do remember that you are poisoned. Oh, I know. Um, do I have make that at the front of my turn? Or is that uh, the back of my turn? I believe poison just lasts for a minute. Yeah, poison, you just have it. You have disadvantage oh, on attack okay. rolls and ability checks. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if it went away. Okay. Um, well, I don't have anything I can take or cast on myself to get rid of said poison. So I am going to. Is that an action? Yeah, it is. Okay, never mind. Okay, so I am going to uh, shoot. I need sneak attack. I'm going to shoot the guy who is in front. Uh, or uh, he's engaged with Walter, right? That guy is. This guy, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and shoot at him then. All right. um, since he's outside of the circle, and I guess I'll make that with disadvantage. Oh boy. Oh, cool. Well, they were both terrible. Um, so that's going to be a 16 to hit. That hits. Sweet. You got sneak rolled attack. A, rolled a 6 and a 7. Uh, D10 plus a D6. Pretty sure I only have one D6. 
six, two. So eight plus six is 14 points of damage. Cool. Um, I believe that guy was thus far uninjured. So you give him a good old wallop with your gun. Uh, And you just see like, after you shoot, you just see red spread out on his tunic. And he kind of looks down. This is the guy that like tricked you guys into stopping. Mm -hmm. And he just looks down. He gives you a look of just bloody murder. And then uh, I am going to, yeah, I'm just going to stay right there with uh, the blind guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fustrak. All right. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to move right here. Okay. And as I'm moving, I'm going to use my bonus action to summon the lady's favor. Uh, so that I can swing around and just try and hit this some bitch. Okay. Uh, I have disadvantage on it, but I also have a plus eleven to hit. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Rolls a one. Um. So the first one is a twenty-four with disadvantage. <laughs> That'll hit. All right, uh, so the damage for that is going to come out to... Damn it. Uh, so that's going to come out to a 13 for damage. Uh, and because I don't have to use a bonus action to do this, I will invoke my fire rune now. Mm-hmm. And fucking bind that guy in fiery shackles... Uh, so he takes an additional 2d6 damage, and then he needs to make a strength saving throw. Christ. That's a natural one. <laughs> so he takes an additional 6 damage, mm-hmm. and he is now restrained for one minute. Every At the start of every one of his turns, he takes 2d6 fire damage, and he can repeat the saving throw at the end of his turns. He needs to be uh, get a 15 or higher. Cool. That's not going to happen. Yeah, he's not going to uh, make yeah. it to his next uh, turn. And then, and then I'm going to do my second attack. <laughs> okay. Uh, whoop, gonna do this. Uh, so with disadvantage, there's an unnatural twenty. Yep. <laughs> Ooh. So there's. <laughs> And I rolled max damage for 19 damage on him. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Mr. Wildborn, uh, you successfully erased this man from the face of the universe. Uh, as, as in my head, I imagine the lady's favor appears, smash across, and you keep the momentum going and bring it over your head and bring it around even faster as these chains are starting to climb up and burn his legs. And you you hit him just perfectly at the spot where there's not a lot of bone cover and there's really just like the guts and the spine. And you just rip his top half off and send him <laughs> out for a home run. Uh, can I, <laughs> yeah. can, I can I yell something real quick as just a, as Blood, a free reaction? Just- everywhere yeah uh as i see fustrock end this man's existence uh i will just quick yell out just make sure not to touch the dead bodies when they are uh well like that 
Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he is just a pair of legs being held in place by fiery chains. No. Oh my god. So uh, I'm going to leave him on the map just for funsies, but oh I'm going to put god. an X on him. Uh, oh, it's been a long a, time since I've wrecked someone like yeah. that. There's there's a burning half a body right there, just so everybody knows. It's rough terrain. Oh my god. Um, ah. <laughs> anything else for your turn? Nope, that's my turn. Okay, that'll bring us to Sala, who is going to get out her fucking rogue scout skills. Uh, she is going to sidestep to be close to Gwen, um, but also so that if anybody needs to, they can step in and flank with her. And she's gonna she's gonna slice a boy. Uh, that's gonna be twenty two. That'll hit. Um. Let me grab Sala's character sheet here because I don't remember it. Uh, <clears throat> oh, she only has one, one attack. Uh, using her rapier. So you guys see her do this very elegant, like, sidestep and then lunge with this almost impossibly thin rapier. And uh, as she hits this guy, um, you see it like sink half the blade in between his ribs, this perfect little shot. Uh, and because that's a very fun, uh, juiced up rapier, she's gonna do some extra damage. Um, yeah, she just stabs him and pulls back and just this gout of blood. Uh, starts coming out of his side, but he also needs to roll a constitution saving throw because Sala knows these bitches' tricks. Uh, and he is going to be paralyzed because of her rapier. Ooh. So we'll, we'll do that. Um, As we all know from playing Pokemon, paralysis is represented with electricity icons. Yes, because yeah, it's usually done by electric moves. Right. Um, that rapier knows thunder wave. No, no. And as I believe, because she's a wood elf, she can do a fun thing. Um, where is it? Mask of the Wild. Uh, using uh, the heavy foliage around you guys and Gwen, uh, Sala is going to hide. And that is a 30 for <laughs> stealth. Nobody has ever seen Sala. Hey, you know what, though? Just remember that she does have bardic inspiration, so if she wants to go even higher, uh, she can use that dice. You know what? Fuck it. What's your bardic inspiration die? That's a D8... That's out of 38. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No one has ever <laughs> perceived Sala Narendil. Nearly a double <laughs> critical. Uh, that'll bring us then to Gwen, who's stunned, so she's fucked. Uh, Magda, you're at the top of the list. Okay. Your girlfriend just got stabbed a bunch, and she can't move. Mm. Which is sad, because Gwen is a full, like, pure fighter. And if she can't she can't move, she can't do shit. <laughs> I'm... Mm, well, here's the thing. By the time that I move around to get to her, 
<laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to reach the dudes. Oh, I'm not trying to tell you to help her. I'm just saying I you know. notice your girlfriend's fucking useless. Sala right and Foostrog are handling. She'll be okay. <laughs> um, I'll just handle the dude in front of me that I hit again and give him another smacks. All right. First one. Are you attacking Davy or the guy in front of you? The guy in front of me. Okay. Davy's had enough. Davy's friend. <laughs> No, we'll finish off Davy. It's fine. Davy's friend. Um, yeah, you'll have to finish <laughs> off Davy. He's suffering right now. Yeah, Jesus. Um, that was a twenty-eight to hit. That, that'll fucking do. Okay. Uh, I can't. I can never remember. Do you want me to do damage first and then do another attack, or would you like me to roll both attacks? Uh. I usually, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much, but for the sake of expediency, a lot of people will roll both attacks and then all damage. Okay. I'll roll the second one, too. Although... And then that one was a 23 to hit. Yep. Okay. If your first attack kills something, though, you typically want to move the second attack to something else. So just... Give me give me the first attack damage, yeah. I'll tell you whether okay. or not... First attack damage is 15. Okay, he's still standing. Second attack is 13 slashing damage. And he's no longer standing as you take your Kusarigama. First kind of like holding the Kama, you slash across his chest. And then as you pull it back, you let the chain go out and you wrap it around him until the Kama just strikes into the front of his throat. Uh, and he just collapses, doesn't make a sound, but Davy hears him fall, and he turns, he's like, Annie? Annie? And he's, like, trying to feel for him, but he's blind. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he, he did. For a bonus action, I'm going to use... Uh, maybe I won't take bonus action. I'm not going to take a bonus action. Okay, any movement? No. Alrighty. Uh, that takes us back to the Eladrins. So, uh, first, Gwen. Uh, someone remind me, does stun last to the uh, attacker's next turn or until the end of the receiving person's it's turn? It's the end of the attacker's next turn. No, the okay. end of the recipient's turn. Okay, so oh, you hit something, they are stunned that. until the end of their <clears throat> next turn. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so Gwen's no longer stunned. They don't get advantage on her. Uh, she real quick. Oh my god. Load! <clears throat> the um All right. uh yeah what the three that are in the spirit guardian section take 25 points of radiant damage oh uh, well this dude's already dead so they just right. eat away his corpse uh take how much damage like 25 okay and do they get a save or not that's uh, a wisdom save again yeah so if they fail dc 16 it's 25 if they make it okay. it's 12 uh, with Davey. that, 
the spirit guardians sweep through and just plow into poor Davy, and they tear him to the ground and just start ripping him apart. Uh, and he just dies screaming horribly bloody murder. <laughs> Until he doesn't scream anymore. Exactly. Uh, and the guy next to Sala who's paralyzed can't make a sound, can't do a thing as he is just enveloped and there's just ash left. That's gruesome. Uh, huh? I imagine he's just like looking around and you can see the fear in his eyes but not oh, yeah. able to do anything yeah. else. Uh, so, Fustrak, um, this guy's going to attack you. Uh, that's a natural 20. Oh, um, I thought that he was going to attack uh, Magda. One of, no. Uh, or not Magda, Gwen. No, one of them is going to attack her. I was going to have them both, but then I realized she's no longer stunned. Um, but this guy, one of them is going to attack you uh, with a natural 20. So... Uh, that's gonna be a total of 30 damage, but Gwen is gonna use her reaction to activate her interception ability, um, which is gonna reduce the damage by a d10 plus 4. Uh, that's gonna be only 17 damage for you. Cool. 30. Um, the second attack is going to be a 21. Uh, I will use my cutting words again. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Okay. As a reaction, I'm going to cast uh, Silvery Barbs. Okay. So they'd have to roll an additional d20 and take the lower roll. That's an unnatural 20. Okay. So it still hits. And then... Okay. Uh, so that won't matter. However, I am going to choose a different creature I can see within range uh, to give them advantage on their next attack roll. I'm going to give Gwen advantage on her next attack roll. Well, actually, next attack roll ability check or saving throw. Okay. <clears throat> so, Fustrak, that'll be 12 damage for you on that second attack. Uh, the next guy is going to attack Gwen. Miss. 12 damage for her. Eh, she's only half down. She's fine. Um, I think she has the tough feet, so she's got quite a bit of HP. Uh, so many things to keep track of. Uh, this guy on the corner here is going to charge in and attack Christmas, realizing that you're the origin point of the Spirit Guardians. Um... Did he, he took damage at the beginning of this turn, right? Yes, he did. Okay. He's not doing so hot, but he's still like, fuck. Like, I gotta get rid of this guy or we're all gonna <laughs> die. Um, so the first attack's going to be a 24 to hit. Nope. Uh, the second one is... What? What? No, it does. Okay. second one's gonna be a 19. Those will both hit. And you're already poisoned, so... Uh, that's going to be a total of 28 slashing damage for you. What? Can you split those? Because I'm going to have to roll con saves for... Oh, sorry. Both 14 of them. and 14. 14 and 14, okay. 
Oh yeah, concentration. Yep. Uh, first one I made. So we have a concentration. Con. Nope. Spirit Guardians is gone. I rolled an 18 on the first one, but then I rolled a 9 on the second one, which is literally one less than what I needed. Okay. So, uh, Mission successful. Uh, and then the one in front of Walter and Kenna. Oh my god, I forgot to put Kenna in the fucking thing. But she's Kenna's just not participating. No, she's going to participate. I'm going to... She just waited. As, yeah. Uh, Obsidian collective members are handicapped. They have to wait one turn before they can engage in combat. It's the only way it makes it fair. It's a rule in 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 life. Uh, this guy, having not had any luck hitting Walter, is going to try to hit Kenna because he doesn't know who he is dealing with. One of those will hit. Holy shit. Kenna doesn't wear armor. She's a druid. Oh, that's right. Uh, and that's going to be a piddly six damage for Kenamek Ambro. Uh, <clears throat> uh, being that she has some fun features, she's going to hellish rebuke him. Ooh, nice. Uh, At ninth level. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a flash of flame, and then he's just gone. Yeah, it's just nothing. Uh... Oh, God. How does Hellish Rebuke work? Oh, my God. Uh, I think it's 3d10, if it's the reaction one. It's a deck save. Yeah, all fire damage is a deck save. So he's going to take, has this guy been damaged yet? Yes, he has, hasn't he? Yeah, I shot him. I did like 14 damage to him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so with Kenna's Hellish Rebuke, he is incinerated. Um, yeah. And you guys all see her, like she gets slashed and it like cuts across the side of her jaw. And she does this thing where she's like, and she just looks at him. And suddenly, fire bursts out of his chest, uh, and he's just smoldering ashes on the ground. And she sort of just straightens her jacket. Uh, A badass. Yeah. Right. Nope. Uh, that'll bring us back to Christmas. I'm like, <clears throat> oh no, my friends are gone. Actually, first, I will take a step here. And I'll that take the attack a, of opportunity. Yeah. My god. Uh, uh, 18? Yeah, that'll hit. Such a power move. Nine damage. Nine damage, cool. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, oh no, my friends are gone. Oh wait, no they're not. And at fourth level, I'll cast Spirit Guardians again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, that uh, is going to hit the other three here. Yep. It's less damage than before, but... This is just Spiritual too much more. fun. Boom. Yes, yeah, so that's all yep. three of them. You guys all know that Spirit Guardians being spiritual lawnmower is not a jester thing. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a me thing. <laughs> well, technically it's a Lauren the... thing. Lauren came up with it. But... I just said it in the jester voice. Uh, so it's a wisdom save again. Yep. 
Uh, all fails. All fail. Th- 20 points of radiant damage. Alright. Er, nope, that guy should still be alive. We'll just put him there. God damn it. Uh, and the last of this poor man who's just feet is gone. <laughs> cool. Um, so Spirit Guardians is in <clears throat> action. Okay, so... I'd also like you to make an intimidation check using your charisma. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, at this point, basically, I was just going to look over at this last guy anyway and just be like, really? What? Uh, mm. yeah. Mid. Um, intimidation plus six. Sixteen. You're such a Gen Z. Uh, he watches not only the last of his friends die, but get eaten away. Mm-hmm. And stares at you for a hot second, looks up at Gwyn, who is starting to raise that glaive, and he drops his sword. <laughs> he just starts taking steps back. Is he? Uh, is that the beginning of his turn? Because if it is, technically he's going to no, take more damage. It's, it's 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 not the beginning of his turn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but that'll bring us on to Noah as you watch this guy Woo. getting ready to flee. Cool. Um, I'm going to run over and slide under Gwyn's legs. Okay. <laughs> and I am going to turn around and while I'm sliding, I'm going to draw the rapier and I'm going to strike it up into him as I slide by. Fuck nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Rolled hit. Oh, it's not going to hit. No. Nope. Oh. Fuck. Well, it was cool, but um, that's, <laughs> that's going to be... Hang on. It's 11 plus 3, 14 to hit. Uh, that's not going to hit. Ah, balls. Can I use my flash of genius on that? Is that a thing? I believe so, yeah. When another creature you see within 30 feet makes an ability check, another creature, I can't use it. I, Based on Matt Mercer, you can use it on yourself. Okay, that's a plus 4, so it'll bring it to 18. That'll hit. Okay, cool. I'll you use You let one. Terry and Darrington do it. I'm going to let you do it. Terry and Darrington. Daring, daring, daring. Daring trials and tribulations of Sir Darian Darrington. Okay, that's gonna be six, nine. Uh, what's nine plus eight? Seventeen plus yeah. three. That's twenty points of damage. <laughs> nine plus eight is ten plus seven. Thank you. That's how I do it of- when I can't oh, okay. add. Um, uh, but yeah, you slide underneath Gwen as she's like getting ready to bring this glaive up and finally contribute. And you just, as you swipe by, you just leave a perfect like little thin, it looks thin like wound across this guy's belly. And he looks down, his whole stomach just opens up and just drops entrails all over the ground starts steaming it's disgusting but he just looks down at it like realizing his death is about to come up and hit him and he just collapses i I look at him right in the face before he falls over yeah and like point my sword at him and be like wrong fucking people (laughs) (laughs) and that's the end of the battle that was a good one, guys. Good job. Uh, but uh, we did. Uh, <laughs> Gwen, who hasn't gotten to do anything in this battle, has the glaive uh, raised, and she watches the guy fall, and she's like, "Fuck." <laughs>
Sorry. I'll give her a pat on the back. They, the, um, they got the drop on me. I'm sorry. The, uh, next time, baby. One <laughs> of the one of the little fairies like comes over to Christmas and he puts out a finger and it like lands on it, and then they kind of fade away, and then he looks down at himself and he is just like bleeding immensely yeah. from so um, many places. You, uh, uh, Sala, will pop out of hiding, which you have no idea where she fucking went. Like she turned invisible. It's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> maybe you don't know uh but she she just like kind of appears from around gwen and it's like where the fuck what <clears throat> um but she comes up to you um and she puts a, a basic healing potion in your hand um just to sort of tide you over for the moment um but she looks uh, around the rest of you she says uh, does anybody have any healing uh handy oh sure i suppose that's something i can do i only uh, have one potion i will walk over to christmas and i will smack him with the cure wounds um basic healing potion is 1d4 plus 2d4 plus 2 2d4 plus 2 it is 2d4 and then you add the number of uh, 17 for you from that cure wounds. Okay. <clears throat> well, the blood stains on my white shirt are not uh, getting any larger now, so I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I got hit every time I got attacked. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, I did. Oh, son of a bitch. Gwen had Indomitable. Why didn't she use it? God damn it. All right. <sighs> Uh, no, your character I like how you later. place blame on I, the character. You're like, damn it, Gwen, why didn't you do that? Like, I am playing <laughs> an entire enemy party. Leave me alone. Um, but yeah, as you guys shit for for giving me shit. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. You know what? Six more of them come out of the woods. This time they all carry flaming broadswords. A little fucking sticky note that says Ash is an asshole. And I need to do something about it. You gave me shit first. Four adult red dragons descend upon you. But Ash, you made one critical mistake. Uh, You're not the DM. Yeah. Fine. Apparently, I can't. I get picked on yep. when I do the picking on. Then yep. it's it's bad. Okay. Yeah, that'll learn you. That's precisely it. I don't like this game. I'd like to stop. We- <laughs> um. So, uh, as you're kind of gathering yourselves up and like taking stock of who got how hurt, uh, I think. Most of you are at least slightly wounded, but Solomon's fine. Walter's fine. Gunna's like got a little cut right here. Half of us are poisoned um, too. Yeah, yeah, which will wear off after a minute or so. But somebody might be puking their guts out for a hot second. It's me. I'm puking this, my guts out. This is nice the place to do you. it. All you got to do is just walk a little bit into the brush and just hold it. In but not too far. Not too far. 
insight. And then like a lemon tree sprouts or something because it's magic and shit. Yeah. Sure. I ate a lot of cake earlier, so my puke turns into a cake tree. No, that's, but I that's how the Feywild Feywild. works. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a cake tree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Someone eat guys, some money real quick and then throw up. You guys gather yourselves up, um, and uh, Walter steps up in front of you all. He says, uh, "Let's not bother any more dead bodies, shall we?" I didn't even bother him. I just looked dead at him bodies. and said he was dead. Yes, yeah. dead bodies. How about when we meet anyone here, we'll just power walk away. Just Or we could kill him. We'll no. just kill everybody we meet. Um It won't it won't be nearly this bad within the city uh, the city, but just we need to get there. I got stabbed a lot. Yeah, I see that. And uh, Christmas, you suddenly feel somebody pick you up, and Gwen puts you literally sitting on her shoulder, and she starts walking. Cute. She's like, this is what we used to do all the time. You're slow as shit. This way, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Somebody Follow me. Somebody roll me, uh, roll I me, got it. uh... I got it. Not me anymore. Oh. D100. A D100? Oh, I yeah. love D100s. They're my favorite. Oh, God. Why? Oh. 99. Holy shit. Oh. That could be incredibly bad. It's We're okay. incredibly good. Is this one of those tables where the last one, like the big one at the end, is just... 100 or is it like 99 to 100 we're about to find out everybody turns pink you know what i'm here for it <laughs> no okay uh so you guys continue on um and again as soon as you get kind of like distracted looking at stuff or talking to each other Time just slips by, and you're getting closer and closer to the city much faster than you think you should. Um, as you approach Amada Thalion's, uh North Gate, uh, which is leads into the top layer of this Minas Tirith-like city, uh, you see just outside the gates, there's sort of a small... Uh, I wouldn't quite call it a village, but not a full-blown town either. Um, A collection of, like, a mix of shops and residential buildings and, like, a trade post uh, are just outside the gates. And you see the walls up close uh, are made of not stone, but this sort of almost emerald-like, maybe gemstone, but, like, blocks. Of, of these gemstones, and uh, they're sort of like a, they're sort of emerald e, maybe a little bit lighter green, maybe even a little bit bluish, um, but every so often set into this green wall. And I just realized I described the outside of the Emerald City, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> every so often along this wall, there is a white stone pillar that goes up through the middle of the wall almost almost like uh like something to brace it 
Um, <clears throat> and the gates have a white stone arch and uh, are have a, uh, a white stone like gatehouse, uh, portcullis, and then dark wooden doors that everything is open. You can just kind of walk through. But in this outer uh, little village area, uh, Christmas, your memory again has a little like jog where you feel like you remember passing through this place many times and something catches your attention because the image just makes you feel like I'm home kind of like, like you get a feeling of familiarity uh, when you see sitting just next to the gate there is a what looks almost like a theater hall, but it has a tavern sign outside of it. Um, this big like globe theater style hall um, has a tavern sign on the outside of it that I don't know if I ever gave this place a name. Uh, let me check my Christmas notes. Uh, yeah, it does have a name. Uh, you will see this place labeled as simply Sven's. As in belongs to Sven. Mm-hmm. Um, I look over at Gwyn and Sala like, uh, this is, uh, I guess I'll look up at Gwyn. Uh, no, you're on her shoulder, so... Oh, okay, I'll look down at Gwen. Uh, so we, uh... This, this feels familiar. Is this, uh... Place uh, we know? Yeah, you, uh... You occasionally worked here. You had, a, a good relationship with the guy who owns the place. Um, he also owns the place that you lived in, in the city. This is sort of his second location. Uh, but it's uh, it's an old theater that he turned into a bar. So I, I had a... That's right, I had a place that I lived in the city mm-hmm. here, too. I should try to find that place while we're, while we're here, but... Yeah, isn't that where we're meeting Ross? Uh, my understanding was we were either going to... Hold on, let me pull up what Ross said again. I may have misconstrued what he was saying. Well, he said your old place. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, I mean, I guess the break wouldn't make a ton of sense because that's like, no. yeah, so probably the place I, I used to stay. Yeah, you had uh, a little shoebox apartment off the back of uh, Sven's main bar. Well, I guess it's time to... Uh, reacquaint myself with some more old friends i mean if any of them are still here things change around here all the time but she picks you up off her shoulder and sets you back down next to sala uh sala immediately takes your arm worried about you because you just got the shit beat out of you um and uh you guys do you guys stop by the tavern or do you want to go straight into the city and try to find the other one
Yes. Both? Both. I mean, sure. we're here now. Yeah, we might as both. well just... Do we know where the other one is? Uh, you don't. Sala and Gwyn do. If they do, I mean, it would make more sense <laughs> to go find the other one now, because that's where okay. we need to be. All right. Uh, so before we wrap up then, uh, you guys head into the main gate. You pass by uh, some pretty heavily armored uh, guards that honestly, with how bulky their armor is, it's probably more just for show. Uh, but there are like scouts up on the walls, archers, that sort of thing. And uh, most of the people that you encounter here are going to be Eladrin or some other type of elf, but there are smatterings of other races. And in fact, Fustruck, you're going to notice there's a lot more Minotaurs here. Um, there's a fair number of Minotaurs, there's a fair number of Centaurs and other Arborean races, uh, Canatars, basically all the Tars, they're here. Uh, those <laughs> are mostly Arboreans. Um, there is a pretty good number of tieflings here, um, but there are next to no uh, humans. And there's not a whole lot of like halflings, dwarves, uh, some of the more, more common races in Atlaren. Um, but as you guys step in, uh, this top layer of the city is primarily taken up by a fortress that is sort of the government building and uh, acts as the home to like the guard force and uh, barracks and that sort of thing. Uh, but getting down into the second layer, you hit what is pretty much the rich district where, you know, every house has a massive lawn and hedges and uh, everything. There's like hedge, uh, what are they called? Uh, Hedges that are topiaries. trimmed and topiaries that are trimmed in like the mm. shape of animals and things. Um, and once you get into the third and fourth layers, you start to get into what is the real like town. Um, the fourth layer is probably the widest layer. Um, there are a few main streets that run through, uh, and everything is in sort of this like three quarter circle, just emanating out from the mountainside. Um, as you guys get here, uh, a lot of Amadithelion is distinctly like Tolkien elven, like wood elven style. Uh, Tolkien's wood elves, not my wood elves. So think like Rivendell style architecture. Um, Rivendell and Mirkwood, maybe a little bit a little bit of influence of the sort of art nouveau of Lothlorien. And uh, everything has like these natural shapes and it looks like some buildings were almost grown out of trees and vines, uh, while others have a little more of the modern Constantian like Tudorian feel with like vines and uh, morning glories that grow up the sides because they're older buildings. Um, there's a lot of masonry buildings around, uh, most of which are kind of shops and create the, some streets have that sort of classic, um, uh, God, how I just, how do I describe it? Uh, Ben, you might know how better to describe this than I do. You know how Saranac has those old style buildings that are all connected to each other and have like 
um, have flat tops and most of them are made of brick. Yeah. What is that called? That's they're row houses, row houses, row house yeah. style architecture. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of these rows are actually home to shops, almost, almost comparable to a strip mall, but imagine it medieval instead. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are vendors all over the place on the street, hawking food, trinkets, anything you can think of. Amatothelian being the sort of Constanos of this continent in the Feywild, this is a place where you can find almost anything. Uh, but it also being the Feywild, it is quite a bit different um, in that while it is a little bit smaller than a lot of Atlaran cities. Uh, there's a sort of richness to the culture here where uh, a richness to the cultures, but the cultures are separate. Like you can clearly tell like, this is like the tieflings and in, like infernal cultures area. And this is where like wood elves are. And this is where the sun elves are. It's very, like little neighborhoods, like a little Tokyo, a little uh, Korea, kind of separation of cultures. Uh, but there is elven, especially a Ladrin culture throughout. Um, getting into the main drag of the fourth lair, uh, Gwyn and Sala lead you guys up to uh, this uh, large stone building that looks like it was probably once like either a barrack or maybe some rich person's like miniature castle or something. Um, but it has, uh, it has like crenellations along the top uh, where there's like a door that comes up out onto the, the roof of the place. Uh, and there's actually like um, uh, turrets on the side, like little towers. And uh, the front, you can tell that the original like entry was knocked out uh, and like the threshold and the gate taken out. And instead they installed these gigantic wooden gates that look like they've never been closed. The, the hinges look super rusty um, and all the iron banding is rusty, but it leads into this courtyard uh, that is treated sort of like an outdoor bar patio kind of thing. And then the actual, um, building uh the interior uh enters into a fairly spacious tavern uh, and you can see built on clearly not originally part of the building there are teeny tiny just shoe boxes of wooden buildings that you assume are like apartments or storage um but they sort of line the sides and back of this building <clears throat> But uh, this place is fucking busy. There are probably a hundred people here and it's starting to get to like early evening. So there's more people coming in still and there's room for them all because it's so big. Um, outdoors, there is a circular bar set up where there are a couple uh, bartenders and then they have like a central tower rack where all of the bottles are held and then some of it's stored under the counters uh, but as Salang Gwyn lead you guys inward uh, you see that there's two bars inside one on each end um, hello kitty what's up why now I'm doing wow. 
Uh, he's actually being pretty quiet. He just he's just like right here. Oh, don't hit your head. Good lord. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, yeah he does it too. every time. <laughs> <laughs> he has two brain cells and one of them is damaged. Um, but yeah, uh, they lead you in and uh, you see at one end, uh, Bar is being run by a young Eladrin lady, hair cut pretty short. Uh, she's got shelf boob going on with the taf- uh, classic like tavern dress. Uh, and on the other end, uh, you see a geary gentleman uh, with a long, like, uh, gray starting to turn white beard. Uh, he has long, graying, uh, grayed white hair that's, like, shaved on the sides and back and braided back in, like, a Viking style. Um, covered in geary style tattoos that you guys recognize. This guy's probably from Atlaren based on the way he looks and the fact that Geary are definitely not native to this place. Uh, but you step into this main room and uh, the Geary gentleman looks up and he, he's sort of clocking people as they come in. And uh, Christmas, uh, you see him lock eyes on you. Uh, and you see him like slam his hand down on the bar and he yells across to you. He's like, Chris! Sven? What the fuck are you doing in my bar? Uh, insight check. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Don't I say me. out loud, insight check. No, okay. Uh, is, he, <laughs> is he mad? Not great. Uh, that's a nine. Uh, he's mad. That's about it. That's about it. Uh, I guess that depends on what kind of reception I would get if I was to say, um, checking on my old place. And he just, he just stares at you for a good second. Um, and would it help uh, if I bought everyone? Never mind. I'm not going to do that in the Fey Wild. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. Well, he's not Fey. That's true. Uh, would it help if I bought a drink and we discussed it? Or maybe several drinks. You buy an expensive bottle, I'll think about it. Alright, I eye the top shelf. What looks good? Uh, behind his bar, uh, the top shelf consists of several clay jugs, a couple actual like crystal like carved uh, bottles and um, then there's a couple that are like a a white stoneware that look very unassuming but are clearly like like they've been locked up there they're chained up yep one of those okay Uh, yeah he reaches up he takes a set of keys and he unlocks one of these white uh, clay bottles and sets it down uh, Mm -hmm. sort of beckoning you guys over and uh, he looks at you, he says, that'll be 15 platinum. Holy fuck. So that's 150 gold? 150 gold. I will pay I... him 150 oh. gold. And I will okay. look at Fusrock while I do so and be like, look, 150 gold. Exactly. 
like what the man asked for. I was going to pat Chris on the shoulder and pay for it myself, but... <laughs> nah. Yeah, you better break those habits. Uh, but uh, Sven, this giant geary guy, pops the cork out of it for you uh, and sets it down. He pulls a bunch of glasses out and sets them down in front of you all. Uh, and as he does this, you see him clock Sala and Gwen. He's like, and you ladies are back too. My, what, what luck for me? We ain't bringing any trouble with us. You always bring trouble with you. And looking at all these shady folks, I'd say you've already brought it. I mean, Magda wearing all black is really just a fashion thing. She's the one that scares me the least. Oh, well, that's... I haven't blown up anything since we've gotten here. Yeah, he's the one that scares me the most. (laughs) Yeah. Really good instinct. What the fuck do you want, Fortune Mayor? To catch up. To To catch up? After your bullshit? Uh... Can I be... Well, actually, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to be straight with you. Um, I haven't been here in a while. I've, I've actually been traipsing around uh, at Larn for a while, and I don't remember most of my time that I spent here in the Feywild. So if oh, I... ain't that fucking convenient for you. No. <laughs> don't remember really all not. that fucking money you owe me and how you just up and disappeared without a damn word nope I don't not to mention your fucking tab look Sven I I didn't come back here to cause any trouble if anything I, I came back here to, to, to pay make, make things right with people yeah, to pay. That would make things pretty much right with me, but I'm never renting to you again. Okay, that's fair. Uh, do you know what's going on with my old place? Yeah, I rented it out to somebody else. It's been ten fucking years. That's fair. Or, not ten years. Has it been ten years? It's, it's been, been five years. Five years, yeah. I mean, with Feywild time, it could be ten years. <laughs> Still probably got some of your yeah. shit in storage. Well... And, and you can have it if you pay me. How much do I owe you? Let me look at my ledger. Uh, he pulls out a uh, an old-looking book, and he flips through it. I promise I'll wrap up in a second, guys. I'm sorry. Um, flips through, and he plops this ledger down in front of you uh, that you see is from several years ago. Uh, and you see he had a ledger of like people's payments and everything. And then he has a side thing that says Christmas Fortune Mare. And... There is a uh, a rent like charge, and then a note that says missed payment, and then a rent charge missed payment, and then it just keeps adding up, and then he added in the tab after a couple months, uh, and you see him note down moved uh, belongings into storage, uh, sent out people looking for fortune mare, so on and so forth. Um, and the final total of all of that missed rent and the tab uh, is somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 gold. Is that it? 
That's it. That's a lot for a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like that's like years that's like 50 of grand. Work. Yeah. Mm. Like you could buy a house with this much money, or at least put a down payment on one. Man, but I wish, for, I wish for 500 guy, gold did that today. For a guy who runs a business where people buy drinks for a copper each, this is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. That he's been waiting five years to get back. Well, if I hadn't just given him 150 gold for uh, that, that bottle, I would actually be able to settle that debt right now. Well, ain't that shitty. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I don't have all of that. In fact, of I, course you fucking don't. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I technically did about two minutes ago, uh, and then I bought this fine bottle just to have this conversation. So yes, you did. Uh, if you'd like, I can give you some of that now. Say sixty percent, and then Chris, we'll spend some time here. We have some things to do. I'm sure I'll come into more coin, and I can. Get you the rest at that time. Chris, I can spot you. I'll tell you what. How about this? Fustrock, may I have a loan of 150 gold, please? I just look at Christmas and I. <laughs> I God damn. I really like so badly want to do the grandma thing and be like, but if you spend all your money, then you aren't going to have any money if you need more I clothes. I will or shoot you, you in this bar. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I can, I can cover the whole thing. It ain't nothing to worry about. Okay, but I'm going to pay you back. I'm okay with that. All right. Cool. Hey, wild deal sealed. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I, until it's repaid. And I will very discreetly hand over fifty platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sven takes it very carefully, counts it, kind of glancing up at you guys occasionally, and as soon as he gets through that, he tucks it away in. Uh, in a pouch on him that's like it's pouch inside his pocket because he doesn't want to get pickpocketed and he sort of pulls the drawstring closed he says all right and he flips his ledger around marks off the debt closes it and says welcome everybody to my bar how may i help you well, first off, and then I'm going to look to Noah, and I'm going to hand him my money pouch and ask him to put it into his bag of holding <laughs> so that it is a little more secure. <laughs> I do that immediately. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, I just need to, I just am curious about the things that I have in storage, and then we were going to meet someone here, basically. Meet Ross. The fact that you already know means that I probably should say yes. That is who I'm meeting. Yeah, he told me to look out for you, and uh, part of me was hoping you didn't show up. But anyway. uh, He sort of reaches out and points across the bar 
uh, and you see sitting at the opposite bar with the Eladrin uh, bartender, uh, Ross Greer, just sort of posted up against the side of the bar. He has a, a tankard sitting in front of him. He's staring directly at all of you. Well, great. We definitely didn't show up here looking like we don't have our shit together or anything. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you go talk to that asshole. I'll, uh, I'll go see if I can find the key to uh, storage for you. I, are you actually going to take your shit with you, or are you just going to take what's useful? I mean, I guess it kind of depends on exactly what it is, but whatever makes well, you happy. There's, there's furniture, there's linens, there's blankets, there's all kinds of shit. Well, I can't carry around a lot of that with me, so I'll probably take the things that are valuable, and then, I mean, if you want, you can sell the rest and keep whatever you want. All right. If you want to keep it to furnish the place, that's fine. You know, All right. well, it's easier go, for people go, to rent when they're renting a place that me. has go, a bunch of shit in go, it already. Then. Go talk to your buddy. All right. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, and he he calls over another bartender who takes over for him, and he disappears through the back. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like you. Oh, that doesn't feel shady at all. What? Disappeared through the back. Yeah, he left to go find the key. He's getting Where else his... is he going to go? Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Okay. Is he just going to stand <laughs> there and magic the key to him or something? I mean, we don't know how many <laughs> fucking enemies Christmas have. Uh, Christmas has here. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will wrap it up there before you guys go and talk to Ross. Because uh, we already went a little bit over. Uh, but yeah. Let me, let me grab my, my, my notes and shit. Um... Nope, that's not it. Oh my god. There it is. Uh, so, <clears throat> thank you everybody for joining us for the Lauren Adventuring Company. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at LaurenADVCo. Uh, you can also find our link tree on screen or in the description wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, and there you can find links to all of our Twitter pages, those of us who have author or editing pages and so on and so forth and other things that we like. Uh, there's also a link to our Redbubble, so please consider supporting the stream. We have a few designs available that we made ourselves that you can get on shirts, hats, bags, blankets, uh, all kinds of shit. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we are coming up on the sort of final month-ish of the Campaign 1 book. Um, we are, I believe we've got a cover. Do we? It's, uh, it is, uh, I'm waiting on thumbnails still, but we're, we're getting close. Okay. We've ordered a cover. Yes. Um, some of the last chapters are being finished up and then I'll run through and do edits and shit. And one final read through to make sure everything's good. And, uh, then we'll have our first book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure when that's going to come out. Uh, the original plan was for like the end of June, but we'll we'll see if that yeah. gets pushed we'll, into. July. It'll come out when it comes out. It'll probably yeah. be this year. It needs it to be this year. Be this <laughs> um, I'm I yeah I thought June was a little ambitious to start with, but I feel like we could manage the end of July or into August. Um, okay. 
but we'll we'll see how fast the last we'll stuff see. gets written. Um, I also otherwise, agreed to do another anthology story, so we'll see. Uh, also, uh, next week, uh, if everybody's still good with it, we are pre-recording for May 28th uh, because somebody has a thing to do on Saturday. Um, okay, just making sure that's still the case. So we'll be pre-recording, but it will be airing at the same normal time. Um, <clears throat> uh, otherwise... I think that's all the basic announcements. Uh, Ash, tell us what exciting thing is happening this week. My first book is coming out. Yay! Perception check. Uh, Mine's on my nightstand. Mine's right here. Yay! Yeah! Yay! Uh, It's coming out this Tuesday. Uh on may 24th um if you like D, which i'm assuming you would watching this yeah Corey, uh, you like DD. yeah Co- <laughs> um he's already read yeah. it yeah he has already read it do it again um and he also knows uh, a lot of secrets that none of y'all know so uh he basically knows what's going to happen all the way into like the last book uh, oh, no, okay. I'm not Last telling book. You. I was, yeah. Sorry. No, yeah, I mean, like, he yeah, knows keep books. secrets from your editor. Fine. Yeah, I want you to be surprised <laughs> when you read it. Um, yes, so uh, this is coming out on Tuesday. You can get it basically everywhere. Um, yeah, and if you like books about D&D and feelings and stuff uh then you'll like this um and then you can find me basically everywhere at astrid k writes or on my website astronite.com you can get signed copies at astronite.com um yeah so go do yeah um and it's available on amazon hardcover paperback and kindle yes Uh And at some point, I'm not sure exactly when, there's going to be an audiobook version. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Yay. I uh, have heard the first two chapters so far. So, sweet. And they're wonderful. Good shit. Uh, yes. Uh, Blake. Hi. I'm Blake Arwolf. I also write books. Um. I wrote a fantasy series called The Crystalline Chronicles. Oh Yay. boy, all five of them are out. Yay. I have mine. All back. right, I'm also working on a series that's called uh, The Tales of Remoria. Two of the back. books are out. Yay. And the third one is like 5,000 words from being done. And it'll be Yay. out in the end of June. And then I'm also writing a series <laughs> called <laughs> Bone, Stone, and Wood. These two books are out there in hardcover, if you want hardcovers. Um, and the art's really cool. If if you don't like the story, at least the art's pretty. Um, and these are fun, too. And those to will be, be out. Fair, that artist is amazing. Yeah, I yeah. know. I love them. That's uh, Limbo is awesome. That's who's going to do Atlaren. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the same so artists excited. who did these are going to do our at Lauren covers. So, I'm and so the excited. third one looks so cool too. I've already got yeah. the art for the third book. Um, 
And then I'm also working on the Wayward and the Wanderer, our at Lauren book. And yeah. then I'm also working on another trilogy that'll be out next year that doesn't have a title yet, but I'm already 20,000 words into it. Yeah. Uh, oh it's going to be about 150,000 words per book is what mm -hmm. I'm looking at right now. So I'm going to have do you do other huge books. I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, this week I drew a portrait and according to my Fitbit, I'm sleeping. So, okay. yeah, um, I even had time to cook a couple of my meals. But you yeah, know you that Feywild effect where like you're actually accomplishing a lot, but it feels like it's going by in minutes. <laughs> That's yeah. just his whole life. It's yeah. just, ben, oh, shoot, three hours good. have passed. What did I do? Oh, look, I did a portrait. What? I don't oh, even remember that. <laughs> Ben's a good multitasker. I wish. Uh, and, yeah, so books and stuff. You can go check them out. Ben's a good multitasker, but he also doesn't just sit and wait for shit. So. No. That's I am. Thing. I'm an action person to my own detriment. Like yes. I will jump into something long before I'm ready because I'm, I can't stand to wait around. So yeah, uh, let's just go on to Gail. Hi. Hi. Uh, I I don't have as many books. It's a competition. Yeah, competition. I was gonna say, what's it when you fight each other for dominance? What's that called? <laughs> When you Sex. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Zachary Gale, uh, and <laughs> I write already? I write horror stories, uh, especially short fiction. I have my first collection coming out. Uh, some empty houses might really be haunted. Uh, it should be coming out in October. Uh, we recently just finished up cover art, and I'm very excited Ooh. to eventually reveal that. Um, and, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Zachary G author and on my website, Zachary G author.com because yeah. I finally fucking did that. Got a fucking website. Yeah. It's on our link tree. Yeah. And I have uh, a section on there about it, Lauren. And then I have, um, a section on there that's all about like places that you can find me and it has like by zachary g author a gmail email account uh and it has a link to uh my wife's awesome art uh leanydraws.com so yeah super fucking dope uh that i now have a bunch of that going and i ordered fucking business cards hell yeah yeah uh so yeah you can go to uh, conventions and hand it absolutely can uh and yeah and i joined the uh great lakes association of horror writers uh so that's awesome that's a lot of anthology opportunities and a lot of people uh that help promote and everything so woot woot yeah it's been a big yeah i i've done a lot when it comes to the book except for working on collection two so yeah, but got a good collection one up to be first. fair i need to work on collection one like i know my deadline is like august yeah august 15th yeah i still want to have it done and i haven't in a while because i've been working a lot <laughs> no i get it uh, um it just stares me in the face every time i open the google drive i'm like i don't have time to work on that right now um anyway. i know i get it 
I'm not I'm not begging for pity. I'm just saying. Uh, It'll be easier once you move too. Yes, once I move, that'll be a huge and, thing off your plate. And uh, I have fun news once we're off stream. Uh, Coop, tell us Hello. about yourself. I also am Zach, but I am a different Zach. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my Twitter's over there. I don't do it, anything there. Uh, this is the thing I do. I, I play this stream online. Maybe someday. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll play video games on Twitch or something and act like people watch it. Uh, but until that time, uh, this is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I want to no. be. No. And, uh, Oh my yeah. god. Is this a Disney show? Let your light shine. Right uh, I think that's how the <laughs> words go. Yeah, uh, I also don't have any books, but unlike these people, I do not plan on having any at any time. So, yeah, mm. don't don't read my books that don't exist. Read theirs instead. That's it. Read my book that doesn't exist yet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Your book technically exists. It's just not published yet. That's fair. And, uh, that's yeah, true. that's uh, that's all, gang. Uh, and on that note, we'll see you guys next time. No, I'm just kidding. Taylor, <laughs> what have you got? You. I was going to fill in your nonsense with an actual fun fact. God damn it. Uh, did you guys know that there aren't actually 57 varieties of Heinz ketchup and there never were? Uh, the founder, H.J. Heinz, thought his product should have a number and he liked 57. And the 57 mm -hmm. on the glass bottle of Heinz ketchup is exactly where you need to hit it to get the ketchup to come out. Yeah. I, uh, oh. I, I never even knew that people thought that there were 57 different kinds. I didn't either. I was <laughs> like glass bottle, plastic bottle. Heinz Just used like to have a whole bunch of different sauces. Yeah. Sweet. Easy squeeze. They did, but Does this anyone is remember easy squeeze? Yes. Does yeah. anybody remember green ketchup? Yeah, yeah when they, they did the Shrek ketchup. The, yeah. the easy they squeeze, they had purple. like purple, yeah, yep. and green, yeah. yeah. And it I tasted weird. It did. It was gross. Uh, <laughs> it tasted like they added mustard to it. Oh, I think it tasted like it had so much fucking food dye in it that you wanted to die. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, anyway. Food dye. Ah. Ah. It's my thing, I guess. Oh, Hello, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at T-A- I-Y. I-Y. Oh, I-Y. <laughs> Why? No, the O comes oh, later. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> T-A-I-Y-L-O-R-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. Taylor Wallace, make sure you spell Taylor wrong or you'll never find me. Uh, you can also find me at Sonder underscore editing or on SonderEditing.com where you fucking guessed it. I'm an editor. I have edited books or am editing books for all three of the writers in this here Zoom call. Uh, hey, I talked about you on an interview I did on Instagram. Oh my God. Why did you do that? Because uh, my they asked just me about... literally sped up. Uh, because they asked me about my editor and I was no, like no wow. I appreciate it I appreciate it so much thank you moving on um, <laughs> if you are uh, a writer or an actual published author either way uh, come come look look me up especially around uh, after NaNoWriMo time because I always think that especially newer writers but especially when you're writing super fast it always helps to stop looking at your work and hand it to somebody else with fresh eyes for a sec so they can tell tell you 
whether or not things actually work. Um, I also do developmental stuff. So if you're still in the process of writing, I can help move you along if you need a little help. I'm actually working on, uh, I finished one section, but I'm working on a, uh, a book with a friend of one of our friends who sent me the first section and I basically gave her all my notes for how she could improve things she could add and now she's taking that to the rest of her story and then she'll send me a new section and so on and so forth so i'm basically helping her develop her writing while she's writing um uh in the meantime what else is going on in the nice time i think that's all the shit so uh thank mm-hmm. you everybody for jo- oh 3D printed dragon. Oh, uh, sorry. I just like it's like spiky, so it feels so really cute. good to play with. Ooh. I love his little leggies. Yeah, he does yeah, have little teeny legs. Cute. Uh, thank you all for joining us, and you can catch us on Twitch 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays, whether we he knows how to twerk. Or not. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can catch our VODs and podcasts the following Wednesdays, usually on YouTube, Spotify, and other plot- podcast platforms. Um, and any links that you may need to reach our stuff is on Linktree or in the descriptions of said places where you can listen or watch. Uh, I think that's everything. Uh, it sounds like June's going to be a busy month for me. I don't know about the rest of you, but we will update people if we have changed to schedule or going to miss things or what have you. It's gonna be a good summer. Let's do this shit. Hi, why? Yeah. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Bye.